Yeah. Ah. Yeah. You can book if you want to, but you can't hide. <laughs> Welcome to Book It, a wrestling podcast where book and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your commissioner, High Five Mike. Today, our GM's Damone, D Money Allen. I can't wait to crucify someone tonight. <laughs> I'm Mouthful Travity. Well, first off, don't call another drum man Mouthful. <laughs> Pause. So don't eat. Don't eat when you're doing a podcast. <laughs> You're not my boss. <laughs> don't take don't take a bite right when you know you're about to get introduced. Supervisor. <laughs> Late well, night, Keith Keith. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you all for coming. Oh wait, those aren't my book it notes. Those are my notes from the orgy the other night. <clears throat> Sorry. I hate you, <laughs> Kenny. Bad guy. Acknowledge me. And little fudge. I'm the one who crucified someone last week. <laughs> and this week, this week we are going to do our final round of the Book Adverse 2. Everybody give a round of applause. Just, we've made it. No. At least six weeks of booking. No one's clapping for you, Travis. Let's start the next three weeks. We're going to start with Travis and, and Keith. Next week is going to be Demone and myself. And then the week after to finish it out is going to be uh, Lil Fudge and Kenny. So uh, this week we're just going to go ahead and get started. If you haven't listened to uh, – if this is your first episode, go back. I recommend you listen to uh, the other episodes of the Book Adverse of this one or the last one. Um, to get you caught up to speed so you know really what's going on. So, uh, really, they should just go back to the beginning of Book It. And no, don't do that. To all At least I don't the go tournament. To the That's what no, good. no, this is what you're supposed to do. Exactly. You're supposed to listen to this whole episode, then go back to episode one, listen to them all the way to back to this point, then go backwards and start from this point. Backwards, listen to him in reverse. <laughs> I like Not that. even just if all really wants is three dollars of streaming revenue. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, what you really do is you play them both at the same time and different ears, and you play one forward and one backward and see where they link up. Yeah. See if we say anything demonic. Uh, uh I definitely have. It's going <laughs> forwards. <laughs> <laughs> Last week. <laughs> so, Keith, Keith and Travis, who wants to go first? I'll start things off here. <clears throat> That's not me. <laughs> I, got, I, I can't change you until I fucking press the button. God, Mike, you're fucking up. I, I can't do anything. <laughs> we know. <laughs> so We already get a point five. That's it. The whole, the whole thing is a point five. I'm on board. Let's go. Don't talk about my early. Like that. Tuck the Damn. kids in. We're going to bed. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. Just kidding. Um, so we start off. Point two five. This is Alpha Wrestling Championship presents Takeover, and we don't have any prelims, which I think Mike Base. should bump his two point five up a little bit for. 
Uh, the first match we're going to start off with is a War Games match right off the get. Jump coming in hot, uh, hit the ad, and we'll come right back. What? <laughs> coming in hot. Are you tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst of jittery energy, followed by a crash that leaves you with less energy than you had before? Well, fear not, because Ray's energy drinks are specifically formulated to get you going without making you jittery and keeps you from crashing. With zero sugars, zero calories, and better caffeine than a cup of coffee, Ray's energy drinks are the number one growing energy drink on the market. With flavors like Baja Lime, Sour Gummy Worm, Guava Mango, and Strawberry Colada, Ray's has some of the best tasting energy drinks available. You can get a case of Ray's right now by going to repsports.com and using promo code T1THREE when you check out to take 15% off of your next order. That's promo code T1THREE for 15% off your next order of better, tastier energy. Don't try to segue to an ad five minutes into the episode. Right. And you guys try to get it any way. sort of like... Right. like go, you, you guys are Goldberg. You need a fucking rest hold <laughs> two minutes into, <laughs> into the show. Like, hit an ad. Like, I'm, I'm shoving my face full of Cheetos, waiting for you to talk. <laughs> I had the perfect segue to the wrong ad. Well, I didn't know. You just said ad. I was like, what? what? He All said right. coming in hot. Well, I panic hit an ad. <laughs> Anyway, uh, live AWC War Games or AWC Takeover is starting off with a War Games match. Um, the Saturday night at Supreme after All Out is live from Washington, D.C., and Batista steps out to the ring to speak to his hometown fans. <clears throat> Can't do a Batista. <clears throat> Damn, it feels good to be home. And he gets a huge pop from the crowd. You know what else feels good? Well, first of all, Ric Flair lost his championship to one hell of a challenger in Mick Foley. And Mick, you better believe it when I say you and I will be having a conversation very soon about that AWC championship. But besides that, I was able to close the door on the four when I planted Randy Orton flat into the mat and he was unable to answer a 10 count. It feels so good to finally get refocused on the AWC championship. And as he says that, Music for the four hits. Uh, Cesaro, Tyson Kidd, and Randy Orton step out onto the stage from the curtain and then start walking down the ramp to the ring. You think this is over? <laughs> no, Dave. This is far from over for you. You were a thorn in our sides before, but now you become a full-blown infection. And the only way to cure an infection is to completely remove it. We're going to take you out of Alpha Championship Alpha Wrestling Championship tonight. Sorry, stutters. Doesn't even know where he works. Even he agrees it should be a shut the fuck up. There's plenty of other ways to remove infections. Actually, though, like that's not correct. Wrestling, not hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking. Well, you said to remove an infection. And he said the only way to, to get rid of an infection is to remove it. So, same thing. Same thing. Shut the fuck up. Take an antibiotic, you <laughs> fucking dork. And what does that do? What does that do? It removes the infection. But the, they're acting like you're chopping off a fucking limb. It doesn't matter. Okay. That's not what they said. We're going to treat the infection. that. <laughs> right? Like, We're going to decrease the symptoms <laughs> over time. 
It's going to be another, it's going to be a zombie storyline. Yep. <laughs> it's the big payoff. It turns into it. zombies. Uh, the three members of the. No, no, just me. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the three members of the of the four surround the ring, and Ric Flair's music plays. He walks down to the ring, removing his suit jacket, his watch, his cufflinks, and rolling up his sleeves. Four surround the animal and start to climb onto the apron. Kid and Cesaro are first to step in the ring and try to ambush Batista, but he's able to fight them off for a moment. Uh, Randy Orton is right behind him and chop blocks Batista, taking him down at the knee. The three pummel the animal as Ric Flair steps between the ropes. Kid, Cesaro, and Orton continue to, to kick and punch uh, Batista as Flair approaches, grabs Batista by the face, and levels him with punches. Uh, taking out all his frustrations from losing the AWC championship on Batista. Uh, Batista's lip gets busted by Flair and is just a little, just a little busted. Not like crazy, but you see a little bit. <clears throat> Uh, at the direction of Randy Orton, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro slide out of the ring and grab chairs from the timekeeper area. Uh, they get back in the ring with the chairs and hand both to Orton. Orton then looks to Flair and hands him one of the chairs. Cesaro and Kidd hold Batista upright in the middle of the ring as Orton and Flair step back to the corners and get in the ready position to do a full swing concerto. As they wind up, they go to swing but the Hardy Boys music hits and the brothers storm the ring with steel pipes and chair in hand. Uh, Flair and Orton are able to make it out of the ring, but Kid and Cesaro go to meet the Hardys um, with Matt and Jeff leveling them with their weapons. Jeff hits Kid, knocking him out of the ring, and Matt jabs Cesaro in the ribs and drops the chair and goes for a twist of fate uh, on the chair, but Cesaro is pulled out of the ring by Orton. Uh, the four regroup outside of the ring and wake, make their way towards the ramp as Batista takes to the microphone. He's tired. He just got beat up. He's a little exhausted. Should have had a raise. <laughs> he says, you sons of bitches want to end me? You want to put the animal down? Then let's finish this. I want to take on the four locked inside a cage with the animal in the most extreme tag team in AWC. So let's finish this once and for all inside of War Games. Says it just like, just like William Regal does. War Games. With a British accent and all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he took the time. Uh, in the following weeks, Batista and the Hardys have a couple six-man tag matches uh, and are able to earn the victory together working as a team. The first week... The Hardys are attacked, in, but the first week the Hardys are attacked after their match in the locker room by Cesaro and Kid. Uh, when Batista runs to help him, Orton and Flair join in, and the four lay out their opponents. Uh, the next week, Eric Bischoff schedules a match between the Hardys and Cesaro and Kid. Um, Stephanie steps into frame and says that Batista and Orton and Flair will have to be banned <coughs> from one side if this match is to happen, because the winner is going to get the advantage in the War Games match. Uh, the Hardys nearly get the victory, but Cesaro and Kid cheat by Cesaro rolling. Cesaro rolls up Jeff, and Kid holds Cesaro's back to help him up. So, like, he's got him in the roll-up, and, and uh, Kid slides in the ring and uses his foot to hold him up. Uh, they secure the win, and Matt Hardy rushes back into the ring to help his brother, but Kid and Cesaro jump him and beat him down. 
Batista tries to make the save, but Flair and Orton are not far behind him, and they catch up to him before he makes it to the ring, and the four beat on their three opponents. Uh, Orton again directs Kid and Cesaro to grab chairs, and they hand the chairs to Orton, who hands another chair to Flair. The four set up Batista for another concerto, but before they can level Batista, a familiar song plays, and out from the stage runs none other than Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> Steamboat rushes the ring and disposes of Cesaro and Kid first. Uh, Orton is next, and the dragon is able to get the best of him. Flair goes to hit Steamboat with the chair, but is blocked by Batista rushing at him and nailing him with a spear. Uh, the Hardys have gotten to their feet, and they clothesline Kid and Cesaro out of the ring. Orton gets to his feet and is hit with a chair by Steamboat in the gut. Or hit by a chair by Steamboat, and Orton falls out of the ring. Uh, Flair slowly stumbles to his feet and is surrounded by Batista, Steamboat, and the Hardys. Hardy's double punch Flair from either side. Steamboat sidekicks Flair in the gut, and Batista snatches Flair and puts him in the position for the Batista bomb. He lifts Flair up, but Orton is able to grab Flair's foot, and Kid and Cesaro help him pull and settle Flair down on the apron and back out of the ring. Out of the ring. <clears throat> the floor the four back away as Batista and the Hardys shake hands with Steamboat. All right, I have something to add in here real quick before the actual match starts. Uh, note that Ricky Steamboat hasn't been seen since in about six months since his match with Ric Flair. So you guess when he passed pop. out to the to the um, figure four. Big pop, everybody loves it. Put Travis in the big screen, except Kenny. Oh, you want me to do? You're doing the match. You're doing the. Match. Oh, that's right. I'm doing the match. Sorry. Yeah, for this one, you're doing the match. Uh, so this match starts off with uh, Steamboat and Kid uh, doing kind of basic wrestling maneuvers. They're just trying to get the best of each other and kind of feel out the process. But Steamboat's trying to go on the attack because he knows he doesn't have the advantage and he has to get uh, has to hurt Kid first. Um, Orton is first out of the cage and he grabs a chair before entering or first out of their like pods in the front yeah half of the-, the holding so <laughs> yeah that and. Uh, he grabs a chair before entering the cage. Kid has Steamboat in a wrist lock, and Orton hits a chair-assisted chop block to the previously injured leg of Steamboat. Uh, they double-team and weaken Steamboat's leg, uh, with Matt Hardy coming out next. He runs in and grabs a ladder from under the ring and slides it in, but is immediately hit with a chair shot to the head from Randy Orton, and then is battered by Orton with the chair. Uh, Orton, Orton and Kid continue the assault on the leg of Steamboat, uh, with Cesaro coming out next on his way to the ring. Uh, Orton screams out for Cesaro to grab more chairs um, before he gets in the ring. Cesaro brings in three more chairs and th- and throws them. like he- Cesaro takes the chairs out and throws them all the way over the cage because he- he's a strong boy. Uh, let's see. The three men batter down the baby faces with the chairs as Jeff Hardy is the next out of his pod. He slides in a few weapons of his own, tables, chairs, trash cans, and uh, Jeff is able <clears> to get <throat> in the ring by swinging randomly to try to keep uh, the, the four back. Uh, let's see. But eventually the numbers game catch up and the heels are, de- are able to take Hardy down. Uh, Flair is out next. 
Uh, he enters the ring immediately and starts bashing the knees of Steamboat and stomps him on him, uh, hits him with chairs, punching him forearms, just going wild on him. Uh, the four are standing tall, beating the competition down, and finally it's time for Batista to go to to make his entrance into the match. Uh, but before the ref can let him out of the cage, Paul Heyman pushes the referee down and puts a padlock on the cage door, trapping the animal inside. Uh, Batista is enraged as the four continue to destroy the baby faces in the ring uh, with the chairs in hand. Paul Heyman rushes to Can ringside and tells... Hmm? Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Can you repeat that last little bit? Yeah. Like, uh, and, like from, from Paul Heyman. Finally, it's, finally, it's time for Batista to come to the ring, but before the ref can let him out of his cage, Paul Heyman pushes the ref down and puts a padlock on the cage door, trapping the animal inside. Batista is enraged as the four continue to destroy the baby faces in the ring, his chairs in hand. I thought Batista was the first one out. Nope, it was Tyson Kidd and Ricky Steamboat. Steamboat. Uh, Paul Heyman rushes to the ringside and demands that the timekeeper ring the bell and start the match officially. Uh, the ringside refs explain that the match cannot begin until Batista officially enters the ring. Um, as Paul Heyman throws a fit on the outside, on the inside of the ring, you see the heels are teeing off on the baby faces and taunting to the crowd. Uh, so let's see. Back on the stage, we see Batista arguing with the referees on the outside who are unable to get him out. Uh, they're telling him they're trying to find bolt cutters to remove the lock, but they have nothing that they can do. <coughs> uh, Batista grabs onto the door and starts to shake it back and forth until he finally is able to rip the door completely off the hinges. He steps out and sprints to the ring. Uh, inside the ring, the four have set up a table and are about to send Ricky Steamboat through the table when Flair realizes that Batista is able to get out of the cage and is entering the ring. Uh, Flair shoves Cesaro towards Batista, and Cesaro eats a big boot. Next, in is, next is Tyson Kidd, who gets tossed from one, side of, from one ring to the other ring. Um, Orton and Batista start trading blows in the center of the ring, but Batista picks him up and hits a spine buster onto the side of the cage, laying Orton out. Uh, Flair is on the opposite corner from Batista now, and he is begging and pleading with Batista, like doing that cowering, like back, backing up against the corner. And uh, Flair even drops to his knees and pleads with Batista and begs him to, 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 to spare him. Uh, the animal grabs Flair by the hair and is talking to him in his face, uh, gets him to his feet, and Flair is still pleading with Batista to, to, to not beat him up. Batista shoves him in the corner and goes to strike him, but Cesaro and Kid hit a dual chop block to the animal. Uh, Kid and Cesaro lay into him on the ground as Flair flees, gets away from Batista while shouting out orders to, to the rest of the four. Uh, Orton gets back to his feet and grabs a chair and lays into the spine of Batista, and the four have taken the animal down. Uh, but as they turn around, they're hit with, table, with a table-assisted poetry in motion, Tope Con Hilo, from Matt and Jeff Hardy. So like they run from one cage, jump on the table, poetry in motion, Con Hilo, to the other to the other ring uh jeff gets up to his feet and or matt and jeff get up to their feet matt grabs a steel chair and starts bashing kid and cesaro with it while jeff sets up a ladder between the two rings um but he starts climbing the side of the cage instead of the ladder uh, matt lays into cesaro near the ladder and begins to climb up and matt hits and the like both brothers look to each other and do the like team extreme and then Matt hits an extreme leg drop onto Cesaro off the ladder, at, but at the same time, Jeff dives 
off the cage and does a swanton bomb on the kid. But just before Hardy crashes into kid, Orton moves and Tyson's kid moves Tyson kid's body and Jeff smacks into the canvas. Uh, Matt sees what happens to his brother and he goes to try to save him. But Orton hits him with an RKO as soon as he stands up. Orton screams at kid to grab a chair and both men start smashing the Hardys and turn around to a to a diving crossbody from Ricky Steamboat. Uh, Steamboat hobbles to his feet, still showing signs of injury to his leg, and he starts to kind of pump up the crowd. He's getting it going. Um, as the ultimate babyface hypes up the crowd, Ric Flair smashes a steel chair into Steamboat's injured leg. Flair continually smashes the chair into Steamboat's knee um, as he throws, down the throws the chair aside and grabs Steamboat's injured leg. Flair does his prefigure four, woo, and he struts around feeling confident. Uh, but as he turns around uh, to lock in the, the figure four, Batista hits him with a spear. Orton storms at Batista, but Batista is able to lay him down with a, or slam him down with a spine buster. Uh, Cesaro tries to take the animal down next, but is met with a running clothesline. Tyson Kidd jumps on his back and tries to lock in a sleeper hold, but gets countered with a spinning side slam onto the mat. Batista goes crazy, hyping up the crowd, and he does his like he grabs the ropes, starts shaking them and pounding his foot. And he turns around and grabs Ric Flair, picks him up, and hits a Batista bomb through the table for the pin and the win. Five dollars. Yo, that was a good way to start this off. I like that. Let's keep it going. Who's next with the five? Y'all gonna do that every no. time? Yes. <laughs> Y'all gotta get a new bit. Why? Who, who, wants Why? To go, who wants to go first? When the bit kills, you keep doing it. Who wants to go first? Who's I don't have a first? number yet, but I have a few thoughts. Okay. Um, I I want to hear at least one other number. I think I want to go second. Um, can you give us your thoughts first? Yes, I can give some thoughts. Um. Promos could have been way better. Uh, I thought that they lacked any sort of emotion or energy. I know I'm sounding like such an asshole when I say that, but he really was just like, oh, you dirty four. I sure am going <laughs> to kick your butt. Like, I don't know. It, it, okay. it, the, the promos are kind of corny, and there was only one promo leading up to it. And then, I don't know. I didn't love that. Um, Steamboat. As much as I respect his in-ring work, was kind of underwhelming. He's kind of got that face Roman heat from us right now, uh, and um, I do like the idea of booking this match because it gets the four away from the world title in a way that makes sense. Um, so I well, do and it's like been one of the long-term storylines since the beginning is Batista mm. versus the four. Yeah, and, all, and everybody in this match has had like Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy were involved against the four in the first three pay per views. Mm. Ricky Steamboat obviously got put out of commission by mm -hmm. the four. So, oh, the match making was good, and the match was good. I just thought that there were some story points that were kind of eh. Okay. So the okay. but yeah, that, okay. that's my thoughts. Okay. Um. I'm gonna say my thoughts, but like I'm and while I'm saying that, I'll probably come up with a number. Um, so first off, you you explained it, which made it a lot better. The mix match team, yeah. But the mix match mix match team should have won this. They the four should have won. 
I feel like the four have they won anything during this yeah. entire? Yeah, I feel like I Didn't know Randy Rick Flair. I know oh, Ric Flair was world champion. Yeah, and but... Tyson Kidd and Cesaro were tag champions, and then Randy didn't Randy Orton... win a match? Yeah, Randy, yeah, Randy Orton beat the beat the breaks off of Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. Yeah, they definitely won. It definitely okay. went from a like a high like go up to their peak, and now we're in their descent. Okay, but I still don't think they should have lost to a team that like isn't together at all. Um, and it's not like they lost because they made like a critical mistake or something like that. They just got purely beat by by essentially by one man. They pretty much Batista <laughs> beat four people, um, which He's I don't animal. like. He's also, so you said that Paul Heyman ripped or not Paul Heyman, Batista ripped the door off the hinges, right? Yes. Why couldn't he just stop Heyman in the first place from locking it? He wasn't expecting it. It was. It's a fit of rage type thing. It's not like he just thought he could rip the fucking door off. There. Okay. He was throwing so, a fit. But I'm throwing like, a fit. So Paul Heyman comes up with the lock, takes the time to lock the door. During this whole time, Batista's just standing there. There's already a chain and a lock <laughs> on there. He is a, he is a yeah, there's already a lock. lock. And no one has locked. the key. No, Paul Heyman's got the fucking key. Why does Paul what Heyman have the key? <laughs> he, he put the fucking lock on there. Oh, <laughs> So who watched two locks? Come on, listen, 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 listen. There's one chain and lock to keep them in there normally, okay? okay. The ref has the key for that. He goes to unlock it. Paul Heyman pushes his ass down and puts a second lock on there. Paul Heyman has the key for the second lock. The key, the second lock was put on there to keep Batista in the cage. This is also not something I invented. Like I'll, I'll take the non-originality points, but like they do this spot every time they do war games. Like literally every forever. <laughs> this is a trope. Like <laughs> I, I understand. I, I just I hate the trope. Um <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a good heel move. It's a good trope. But when you you do it every time, it's part of the it, the only thing was, the thing that I made different was that I had to rip the rip the door off. Usually they just gotta wait till somebody cuts the fucking lock off. And I thought it'd be cooler to see fucking Batista hawk out and fucking pull out pull the fucking door yeah. off. Yeah. So I'm gonna I think overall the match was good. I think the wrong team won. I don't love that spot. So I'm going to give you a 3.75. Okay. One more time. Who was all in the match? Uh, it's it's uh, Tyson Kidd, Cesaro, Randy Orton, and Ric Flair, which is the four. They're managed by Paul Heyman. And then you've got Batista, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and Ricky Steamboat. Okay. Which are all I do the agree that Ricky, that... I do agree Ricky Steamboat is being the, like, for a surprise person is kind of a letdown. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> it makes I'm, sense, but nobody yeah. wanted it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We already were leaning into that. We're we're not the the one thing you can say about AWC is that we've we've stayed on our path. Fuck y'all. If y'all like it, fuck you. Here's our here's what we have planned. <laughs> this is what we're doing. <laughs> right. Who's next? Who's on well, I'm, I'm going with a three point five. Okay. okay. I uh, okay. I've kind of heard the consensus on numbers, and they line up with my thoughts. And Damone did point out a couple things that I agree with, such as Batista did kind of dominate the offense of the match. And when you got so many people that are capable of so much in one match, I do expect a little bit more from those individuals. Um, so I'm going to on a match. Do I want? Uh, I, I agree with both Kenny and Damone's numbers. I don't know which one I'm going to match. Um, 
I'll be nice. I'll match Damone's three point seven five. Thank you. Uh, just for just for like Keith, that's your stipend. Mike. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> Mike is gonna still vote. However, Mike's gonna vote. But I just want to defend the the point of Batista doing okay. this. So like, it's in when building a match. Like, if you watch wrestling, like obviously the heels beat beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down. Babyface comeback, right? Batista was meant to be the comeback. Like he comes comes in, he just goes fucking crazy. It's supposed to pop the crowd. It's supposed to be like a, a huge, like there's yeah, it's eight that, people but... in a long match. So for us to be able to effectively tell the story, and also uh, spoiler alert for you guys, this is a war game centric thing. There's three war games matches, oh, so God. to differentiate, <laughs> we have to have to do what we have to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. Um, we, it had to be this match is different and more storyline. Like storyline in mat in ring story. Does okay. that make sense? It's that yeah. spot heavy. Yeah, I still don't like pretty much that it was a handicap match and Batista beat four <laughs> So it's like just... two world champions and a guy who could be a world champion and Tyson Kidd. But so, Batista's book is Tyson. like a monster. Since yeah. you said that happens in like every war games, I expect that spot to come up two more times. <laughs> 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 well, you just, you're gonna you just well then you made yourself you turned yourself into a liar and that's fine I just write something down real quick not the first um, time I've been that I'm gonna go I, I, I didn't hate it I didn't hate it but there obviously were this is gross you're just me off trying to talk <laughs> um, I didn't hate it I like war games matches, obviously. I didn't. I mean, the the obvious stuff was pointed out. I'm gonna go three seven five as well. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't have many notes on it. I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. Okay. You can switch me over. No. How many matches do you have total? Uh, six scheduled matches. I'm adding three more. And, and I love how he said schedule as if they're so, this show is gonna add like two. No, wait, sorry. Let me right do that again, go. Travis. You have six matches and three of them are war games. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a risk. Okay. Keep it moving. Let's see if it pulls if it works out for him, Cotton. All right. So uh Daniel Bryan has been invited to be a guest on Baywatch with Chris Bay. Chris Bay starts by congratulating Brian on his successful title defense. The tone of the interview interview quickly turns, however, as look on Bay's face changes from soft and pleasant talk show host to more aggressive. Bay spends the interview provoking Daniel Bryan, calling him a coward, claiming DB is ducking him. Bay tells Brian that he is the cruiserweight who can grapple and high fly, and even insinuating Brian is afraid to challenge a man as, as a man with as colorful of a personality as Bay. Brian tries objects only tries to object only for uh, Bay to interrupt and talk over him, not allowing Brian a word. You're not a champ. You're a chump. You're scared to face someone like me, the best high flyer, the best grappler, the most charismatic, and the best damn-looking cruiserweight in all of AWC. Matter of fact, we're canceling this episode of Baywatch because, and this is for real, I'm not talking to you as an AWC talent. This is Christopher looking Brian in his eyes and telling him that I'm better than you. And I am the end of your road for your Cruiserweight Championship reign. Now get the hell out of my set. Daniel Bryan is taken aback by his accusations and starts to address the 
his claims. I don't choose who I face. Brian is interrupting when Bay smacks his microphone out of his hands. I didn't invite you here to talk, so shut your mouth and listen to me. You're looking at the best cruiserweight in AWC and the one that's going to take that cruiserweight championship from around your waist. You claim to be something you're not, and I'm going to be the one to expose you as the fraud and coward that you truly are here. Bay pokes Brian in the chest. Brian is flabbergasted and completely caught off guard by Bay's accusations. He goes to leave the, gr- he leave the ring, and Bay continues to berate him. That's right, Brian. Walk away. That's all you ever do. You walked away from the ring because you got a little injury. You walked out on the WWE, and now you're walking away now. Bay starts to flip the furniture on the set of Baywatch. Brian leaves the ring, never taking his eyes from Bay. Bay destroys the set and stands in the mm-hmm. ring, staring deep into the Brian's eyes. Weeks before AWC TakeOver, Bay has become more and more vicious in the ring. He is all flash before the match, but once the bell rings, he is a buzzsaw, methodically attacking his opponents by isolating a body part and using holds and submissions to wear them down. He beats X-Pac using the label lock and staring right straight into the hard cam. The following week, Brian has a match against X-Pac and also wins using the label lock. As Brian's hand is raised by the ref, Chris Bay steps out on the stage with a microphone in hand. I decided to take this time and steal your spotlight for all the times you stole on someone else's spotlight, Brian. You're selfish. You only care about yourself and you don't give a damn who you have to step on or push out of the way to get what you want most. And no, it's not a husband or a father. Bay turns to face the camera and says, that's right, Bree, Birdie, take a good long look because this is the only time you'll get to see daddy every week right here in AWC Supreme. The only difference is, Daniel... This week, when you go home to spend daddy time for three hours, you won't be going home with that Cruiserweight Championship. In fact, Lil Birdie will be lucky if daddy is even able to recognize... Birdie will be lucky if she's even able to recognize her daddy after TakeOver. Hell, maybe I'll have time to stop by and freak and find out who daddy really is. Brian storms out of the ring after Bay, but Bay dips behind the curtain. As Brian gets to the curtain, he's leveled with a super kick from Bay and knocked out onto the entryway. Bay creeps out from the, behind the curtain laughing. He mounts Brian and rains down punches. Bay stands over uh, Brian and raises his hands, staring down at uh, Daniel Bryan. All right, so the match starts, and Daniel Bryan immediately starts circling Chris Bay and just, like, trying to shoot in to take him down. And Chris Bay, like, does the, you know, where he hides in the ropes, like, in between the middle and the second row, and he grabs a he grabs a microphone. And he says, "Daniel, Daniel, Daniel, you're supposed to be the king of honor. You know I mean what happened to shaking hands before a match? The most respectful way to begin a match. Shake my hand, Daniel." And Daniel's standing in the middle of the ring with his like his hands on his hips, shaking his head at him. And Chris Bay walks back in slowly and extends his hand to him. Daniel Bryan looks at him. Sticks his hand out and then slaps Chris Bay across the face and start and immediately hits him with a German suplex. Uh, the commentary team is talking about how you can't attack attack a man and and um, call out his his wife and his his children and expect him to shake his hand. Um, so he hits him with a German suplex. Uh, Chris Bay rolls back up onto his feet. He goes for uh, Daniel Bryan goes for a second German suplex, but he's reversed by uh, Chris Bay. Chris Bay lands on his feet. And as Dan Bryan goes to sit up, Chris Bay hits him with a switchblade kick to the back of the head. Um, Dan Bryan's selling the neck, and he's trying to stand back up. And Chris Bay jumps up and hits Swag Surf, which is where he jumps onto the back and then, like, curb stomps you. 
from the back. Um, Chris Bay is taunting at the crowd now, and he's, he's the boos are just raining in. He he jumps to the bot, jumps to the ground and starts forearming repeatedly to the neck of um, Daniel Bryan. He then is like taunting, like circling around um, Daniel Bryan. As Daniel Bryan makes his way to his feet, he gets hit with a Baymister um, for a one count, which Chris Bay can't believe. You know, it was only a one count. He thought for sure that Daniel Bryan was going out. And you, Dan, or Chris Bay says, maybe you're tougher than I thought, Daniel. Um, Daniel Bryan starts to sit up, and Chris Bay hits him with a photo op drop kick, which is just like a like a basement drop kick. Um, he then picks Daniel Bryan up and hits him with a roundhouse kick. He goes to pick Daniel Bryan up again and hits go for another roundhouse kick, but uh, Bryan catches him and hits a dragon screw and then immediately locks in the heel hook. He's trying to keep the heel hook locked in, but uh, Chris Bay grows over and grabs the grabs the ropes. Daniel Bryan immediately rips him from the ropes with a belly-to-back suplex. Um, as Bay starts to work himself back to his feet, belly-to-belly suplex from Bryan. Uh, and Bryan's just going crazy with suplexes. He goes for a, a second belly-to-belly suplex, but is reversed into a pop-up face buster by Chris Bay. Chris Bay uh, then immediately starts stomping on the back of the head of um, Daniel Bryan and taunting at the crowd. Um, he looks into the to the hard camera and, sa- and asks Bree if that's what, if this is uh, the man she really wanted to marry. He's like talking shit the whole time. Yeah, yeah, like. Every, like pretty much anytime Daniel Bryan's on the ground, he's like he's looking, he's like grabbing the camera and talking into it. Um, I'm not gonna go spot for spot with this because it's kind of dumb, but they're going basically they keep going back and forth. Chris Bay's beating the hell out of him for the longest time. Um, then hold on, I've lost my place. Sorry. Um. Daniel Bryan makes his comeback. He hits a front missile drop kick, uh, double underhook float over suplex into a cross arm breaker by Bryan. Uh, he instantly transitions that into a t- uh, the LaBelle lock, but Chris Bay is able to get his foot just just under the rope to break the break the hold. Um, Daniel Bryan hits him with a tiger suplex and then goes for a single leg Boston Crab. Uh, when Chris Bay, I keep forgetting these people's names, sorry. Chris Bay starts moving around, uh, trying to get to the rope. He drags him back into the middle of the ring and transitions that single leg Boston Crab into an um, ankle lock. And he grapevines the ankle lock and then switches it into a, a heel hook. Um, just tearing the tearing the knee apart of Chris Bay. He goes to, Chris Bay ends up getting to the ropes. And Daniel Bryan stands up and goes for a Busaiku knee. But Chris Bay just barely dodges it. Uh, he hits him with the triple C, which is a crazy Chris Cutter, uh, for a two count. And once he, once Brian kicks out, Chris Bay just snaps and just starts beating the hell out of Daniel Bryan. He picks him up and he power bombs him. He picks him up again and buckle like power bomb into the turnbuckle. Picks him up one last time and hits him with a Canadian Destroyer. He goes for the pin, but kicks out right at the last second. Um, he starts, he's freaking out. He starts hitting them on the back of the neck with forearms and stomps and whatever he can think of elbows. 
he picks Daniel Bryan up and hits him with a Bombay, which is the, like the what is it, Razor's Edge, like R- Razor Ramon's finisher. Razor's Edge, yeah, yeah, um, Razor's Edge. And then he goes for the pin again, and Daniel Bryan kicks off once again, kicks out once right at the last second, just before his hand, the rest hand hits the hits the mat. Um. He goes for a hesitation um, drop kick to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's laying there, lifeless. Uh, Chris Bay's screaming at him just to stay down, stay down. And Chris Bay climbs up to the top rope, like facing the crowd. And Daniel Bryan rushes up behind him and hits a belly-to-back superplex. Oh. Excuse me. Um, Daniel Bryan hits, starts hitting him with yes kicks. It's, yes, yes, yes. And he goes to hit him with that final kick, but uh, Chris Bay dodges underneath and hits him with a um, with a low blow to Brian. Uh, he goes and hits – I can't say this word. Shurinui? Shurinui? Shurinui. Shurinui? Okay. Um, which is like a flip over thing. Um, and then he hits him with the – he goes to hit the Chris kick, which is a spinning back hook kick. Um but Daniel Bryan dodges it, runs across the ring, bounces off the ropes, and hits a Busaiku knee. And then he locks on the LaBelle lock and submits uh, Chris Bay. And then one second, I forgot to copy the the post-match in here. Do you have it, Keith? I do. Okay, can you just read it? Absolutely. So oh, after I got the, okay, you got it. You got it. You're good. You're good. <laughs> so after the match, uh, Brian and Bay are both exhausted, lying on the mat, and the referee grabs the uh, the cha- the cruiserweight championship and goes to hand it to Brian, uh, who sits up and is holding the title. Uh, Bay is slower to get up. Um, he does kind of. He sits up and gets to his knees, and you can see that he's kind of like just holding his face and just angry. Um, sitting there, he sees Brian holding the cruiserweight championship and Brian smiles and this enrages, uh, enrages Bay as he leaps to his feet and straight kicks Brian in the face, just like Spartan kicks him square in the face. Right. Uh, Bay proceeds to beat Brian with stiff kicks and punches, mostly focused on the back and the top of the neck. Uh, Bay throws Brian out of the ring and slides out and reaches under the ring and removes a chair. He wraps the chair around Brian's neck and throws Brian into the ring post. Uh, Bay then removes the top level of the stairs. Uh, He grabs Brian, yanks him over to the stairs, holds him in position for a pile driver, and he lifts Brian up up and nails a a package pile driver on the dropping Brian on his neck on the steel steps. AWC personnel and officials rush in and separate Bay from Brian. Uh, once Bay has been backed off, a stretcher is brought out and Brian is placed on it with the neck brace. Uh, paramedics roll Brian up the ramp, heading to the back. Um, but before they can make it to the monst- to the gorilla position, uh, Chris Bay grabs the stretcher, shoves the medics out of the way, and then shoves Brian back down the ramp, and the stretcher crashes at the ringside area. Uh, with Bay seething and personnel pushing him to the back, uh, Brian is addressed by medical staff after he's been thrown off of the stretcher. 
That's it. Five dollars. Jesus Christ. Whole dollars. Every time you do that, I'm taking fifty cents off. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go first? Uh still chewing. The match was cool. The ending was kind of abrupt, I felt like. <laughs> like okay. I don't know, that's just me, but But is that because they didn't go spot to spot, so it just felt abrupt? Yeah, I was gonna say I tried not to I try I wrote spot for spot, but I was like, I'm gonna try to not just do spot for spot and see what how that works. So <laughs> No, I hear you. It's just like just the ending was just like uh, can All you give right. us a synopsis of the ending again? Yeah, basically, so what happened was they um, Chris Bay went to pin him. He kicked out. Um, Chris Bay freaked out, started beating the hell out of his head and neck, hit him with a powerbomb, followed by a buckle bomb, followed by a Canadian Destroyer, followed by a Razor's Edge. Like He was just repeatedly smacking his head and neck off the ground uh, with slams. Um, Daniel Bryan still was able to kick out. Um, but Chris Bay was pissed, snapping, yet screaming at Brian to, to stay on the ground, beat the hell out of him some more, went to climb up onto the top rope, got hit with a, um, some, some suplex, a belly to back suplex, sorry. And then a, uh, he went to go, he basically went to hit the Chris kick, which is a spinning back kick. Dan Brian ducked under it, ran, hit the ropes. Hit a Busaiku knee and then locked in the LaBelle lock to for the for the submission. Okay. Um got it. Thank you. There's a couple more spots in there, but like it's not they're not that important. It was like holdover moves. Mute your mic, Keith. <laughs> got a whole zoo over there. <laughs> um No, that's Mike. I'm at the it's same place where I was last match where I have thoughts but not a number. Okay. Okay. You can give us Science. your Okay, go you ahead. Go, you uh, go if, you have a, if you have a number, you go first. I have a okay. number. It's just it's just a solid three for me. That like it was a three. It was a three point five until the end. Okay. Like the end, like the aftermatch, or the end of the match. The aftermatch. That's what did it for me. For, for. Oh, so you're saying that feels abrupt? Yeah, they was just like oh. He's <laughs> like, oh. So man. what? So what? Uh, sorry, uh, not I, I the finish of the match, the aftermatch beatdown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I. So yeah, if you have a number, can you got his number? Demon, do you have a number? Um, I do. It's yeah, gonna go be first. a, it's gonna be, a three point two five. So I have a couple issues. So sure. Was the, the ref was up when he hit the low blow, wasn't he? Yeah, but did he see it? So he, he didn't see it. How yeah. did he not see it? There's not like, is he blind? It was like a covert, like he yes, ducked it and like, his, yeah. Have you watched wrestling before? <laughs> I've watched wrestling before, but like, not none of your setup told me that he wouldn't have seen it. So it was okay. my the, the way you presented it. It just he hits a low blow and the ref doesn't do anything. It's I'm, quick. It's quick. It's he like ducks under and tap. hits him with a yeah, like he hits. He ducks under a spinning kick and he hits him while he's on the way down. It's not like a. Well, the ref doesn't see it, but (laughs) he doesn't fucking Um, Mortal Kombat uppercut him. (laughs) Also, who did Dan O'Brien face last time? Dan Pac. No, Pac. Was it Pac? Yeah. Yep. 
Okay, because I felt like you guys did the I'm the best high flyer, I'm the best grappler stick before. I mean, that's been the cruiserweight division story is who's, I mean, the, who's the best in the world. Yeah. This is definitely the more like we're a sport based company, but this is the, the ultra sport based division. Yeah. Like, okay, um, I also think the wrong person won. I think Chris Bay should have won. I feel like Daniel Bryan's been the champion like on long enough, and with. Like he and you also had him tap out, so he really doesn't have any like reason outside of he beat him up to get a like rematch or anything. Which I guess in, it's wrestling, so it's enough. But you had him tap out clean. Um, he cheated and he still lost. So I feel like you definitely you did more damage to Chris Bay when you could have made Chris Bay a star by having him win. I really, I wish I could explain. I wish it would matter if I explained the thought process going forward. Like, the point is, oh, there is no going forward. Well, you I understand. Can you can explain it if you so, want, but remember, I got dinged before for explaining future shit. Yeah, so. ex- yeah. Watch. Have you ever seen me explain things before? <laughs> I mean, what do you think? Charles? I would. I you would might as well do it. Like, this is the last review. Might as well say what's on your mind. This is it. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. So the idea yeah. is that Daniel Bryan gets injured here and has to vacate the championship. Like he gets injured, he can't mm. defend his championship, and ultimately Chris Bay is going to end up winning and being a paper champion. That, that's essentially yeah. I feel uh, like you need to stop. You made it worse. Yeah, you just made it worse because so, you did just make yeah, it a lot it's, worse. It's a straight three. <laughs> It's a yeah, screen. Travis, you should have told him to <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't know what was gonna come next. I didn't know what I didn't book that spot, so I didn't know what the. In my mm-hmm. mind, what was happening was they were gonna go, and go to like a like a no holds barred match. But <laughs> that's fine. I don't make decisions without Kenny's approval regarding the future. So um. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> Mona, and I have talked about future. Wow. Future yeah. As well. Stare them mm-hmm. mm-hmm. okay. We got a, we got a crawfish boil yeah. going on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a straight three now. Um, so I will I will say this. I'm gonna be positive before I'm negative. You had the makings of an easy five. I'm True. gonna say that to start. I wanted because this to be a five. Agreed. You, you took that repetitive storyline of I'm the best. You know I hate that storyline because you know it's yeah, but that's that. I mean, but, it makes sense for him because his whole thing is a Yeah, yeah, I based. know. But here's where I will give him credit. He added something to that, which is what you're supposed to do. Chris Bay's promos, aside from that chump line that was ass. Um, other than that, <laughs> everything else in those promos was brilliant. You made it start with the sport as it's supposed to and then get personal and move into other territory. Talk that shit. Advance that feud. Give them a reason to punch each other in the face other than money and fake belts. Well, he t- started talking shit about his wife. So. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like And daughter. I'm saying what he did right first. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Club. Yeah, I also like you know Chris Bay going insane as the weeks go on. Uh, here are my issues. I agree with everything Damone said. Um, also, I felt like it was a little bit too technical in the beginning. For all that shit talked, I felt like there should have been some more hands thrown in the beginning of the match because of what was said. And I've been cooked for that as well. 
um, where you know you got two like good wrestlers and you want to make them just do cool shit, but also we got them talking some real fucking shit to each other. They, they got they got to throw hands to start the match. I hate putting myself in that corner, but you know I've been there. AJ and Sean. Um, <laughs> so I have to ding other people for it. Um, the storyline is repeated, though. It is the same as the Dimalenko storyline and the Pac storyline. And it is the fourth show. Daniel Bryan needed to lose here. This is where he gives it up. He creates a star. Chris Bay should not be losing and definitely not fucking tapping out. I really didn't like that. Um, I and I really hated out. Like, because it is, the, is out. giving up. It is it's the worst the most way, to way to lose. And it's yeah. a fake sport. In a real sport, like, yeah, you're doing it so you don't fucking pass out and die. I get that. But in a fake sport, it basically means you don't have the willpower to continue. No, you're presenting that's it not as true. a no. Yeah. That's bullshit. You're presenting you. it as a real sport. So it's no, fucking I, not. No, you're not. It's fucking not. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly am. Hey, died in 1993. Nobody's fucking convinced. You're telling a story on TV, and what you're telling me about making a guy tap out instead of get knocked out, pass out, or pinned is that he doesn't have the willpower to keep going. It's because fair. we've seen John Cena use willpower to get out of fucking anything. Like, makes him special, has John Cena ever submitted? Like, I don't think so. They probably would have him pass out before he's submit. submitted to actually Kurt Angle, I think. I think he, he was when he was a, saying, rap, when he was a no, rapper. I'm saying, so. Yeah, I'm saying, no, I'm saying the never give up Cena. Did he ever submit? Because that oh, goes against no, his character. No, because he never gives up. Yeah, that yeah. goes against his character. Yeah. But anyways, I don't think it makes Chris Bay look good. And your plan to make him a paper champion. I NXT's done that with the women's title so many times, like post Asuka being an example and post Becky on Raw. I hate when you have a gut person lose in the championship match and then the champion has to go away and then that person gets the title. Because it just means, oh, they couldn't beat that person, so they just get a consolation prize. They're a paper champion. I hate that. Like, I, I hated Ember Moon's reign after Asuka. I hated Asuka's reign after Becky for that reason. Uh, you don't like Asuka. No. I don't, hate but I, I hated that she was so. given a fucking title after Becky left and didn't beat Becky for the title. So, anyways, that's other storylines. I'm going to give you a 3.5. I still think there was enough good to overcome some of the dings that Kenny and Damone gave you. As much as I want to ding you bad, there was still enough good there for me to give you that extra 50 cents. John. What was, what was it again? What was your number John. again? 3.5. You and and Damone, you gave it a three? Okay. But yeah, there was enough good there to redeem it, but yeah, it, should have been a it should have been a five, but you fucked up on quite a few places. Push Chris Bay. Push Chris. Bay. I agree that Chris Bay should have won. Um, I do. I I liked the promos you you had Chris Bay talking that shit. Um, I felt though I felt like Daniel Bryan came off as a bitch. Personally, I felt like he got bitched out. Um. I, I I didn't like that Chris Bay didn't win. I'm gonna go. What did you, who? All right, what was the rating so far? Three, uh, three, three point five. Yeah. Okay. And then two fives from us. <laughs> Fucking dorks. Ding him for that. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, John. Ding us. <laughs> ding ding. I did like you brought the real life element into it. I felt like that that. Gave it, gave it something. I'm gonna go three seven five. Thank you, Mike. A man of class. 
<laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, it's still me. Okay. Doo, doo, doo. Uh, okay. Uh, pandemonium breaks out. Breaks out. The pandemonium breaks out in the middle of Eric Bischoff's office as members of the AWC Women's Division flood in, demanding their opportunity for a title shot. We can see the lines being drawn between the heels and faces. Bischoff loses it with all the shouting and yelling in his office. He directs the women to the ring where they can settle their difference in the eight woman tag match. The match takes place, but it does not take long before the match erupts and eight women are fighting all over the arena. Becky Lynch and Alexa. Uh, fight their way in, out in the crowd. Mickey James and Bailey fight on top of the announcer's table. Trish Stratus and Victoria fight up the ramp toward the stage, and Naomi and Asuka fight in the ring. Bischoff steps out onto the ramp and attempts to regain control, but the women are not listening to him. Officials and security try to break up the fighting, but the competitors just start fighting with security and referees. Even Bischoff gets sucker punched in uh, when he gets too close to Victoria and Trish. He loses it on the microphone, calling for more security to come out and get this under control. Security is finally able to separate the fighters after several near breakups. Bischoff is nursing his jaw after getting rocked. He demands that each of the fighters be arrested, and this only infuriates the women again, and they start trying to fight. Stephanie McMahon steps out from the curtain with more security guards to help restore the order. Whoa, 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 Eric. We can't have half of our roster locked in jail, all because you couldn't get things under control. Now, ladies, do you want to spend the night in jail, or would you like to settle this like we do here in the here in AWC? In the ring. And Eric says, In the ring. I tried that, you moron. These women deserve to tear each other apart in the most violent and brutal match ever conceived in Alpha Wrestling Championship. And as an incentive for you to destroy one another, the winning team will face off to determine the new number one contender for the AWC Women's Champion. Uh, we see segments where each team of fighters try to get along with one another, but they each have their suspicions and don't trust each other. Ultimately, they come together and agree through, through war games to get through war games together and fight over the number one contender spot after. So that's a war games match between um, AWC champion, women's champion Becky Lynch, Mickey James, Trish Stratus, and Naomi versus Bailey, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, and Victoria. Uh, can I ask a question about the stipulation again? Yeah. So you said the winning team of war games gets to face each other for the championship. Yeah. Well, no, for a number one contender spot. So Becky Lynch is basically like, she, everybody was attacking her in the in the build up, so that's why she's involved in this. Mm. But she won't be. She's obviously going to have to be do whatever. But it helps her odds to to beat the other four because then she narrows it down to only three people instead of four. Okay, does that make got sense? got it? It makes sense. Yes. Okay, I'm understood. All right, this one I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you is a little bit. It's not long, long, but I have to go spot for spot because I don't know how to do this any other way. Um. So the match starts with Trish and uh, Asuka. Um, Asuka immediately starts laying into Trish with punches and kicks uh, and then grabs her with by her hair and does a hair pull whip, throwing her to the mat. As Trish goes to get try to work back to her feet, Asuka locks in a multi-clinch and just starts kneeing her repeatedly in the head um, just till Trish just crumbles in a heap. Uh Oscar locks in an ankle lock onto um, Trish Stratus, and Trish is just writhing in pain on the mat. She ends up working her way to her feet and is hopping on one leg, and Oscar pulls her in with the with the ankle and hits a German suplex into the structure. Um, she then drags Trish Stratus up to the uh, onto the second onto the turnbuckle. I'm sorry, and puts her on up onto the top rope. Oscar climbs up and sits in the corner of the um, 
the war, war game structure and pulls her pulls Trish Stratus up there with her and hits a superplex off of the off of the war game structure, just trying to kill uh, Trish. Both women are laying on the ground as the the buzzer uh, goes off and Bailey is released from the holding cell. Um, Bailey runs to the ring. And Asuka has worked her way back to her feet at this point. She picks up Trish and hits a, a double knee uh, face breaker uh, to, to Trish. And then Bailey catches Trish on the rebound for, with a Bailey to belly. Um, the, the two women start beating beating Trish down, punches and kicks, you know, I mean, just double teaming her. Uh, but finally, Trish is able to start uh, fighting back, and it hits her signature, like, you know, the fire punch combo that she does, where she just throws repeated right hands to both women. Uh, she grabs Bailey in a headlock and then hits, and then jumps up and gets Asuka in a head scissors and does, like, the tilting where she does the two piercing takedown. Um, she grabs Asuka, throws Asuka into the into one corner, throws Bailey into the opposite corner, and then runs back and forth hitting Stratus splashes. To both of them, the buzzer, uh, the buzzer sounds, and Mickey James enters the match. Um, Mickey James and Trish Stratus have Oscar in the center of the ring, and they hit a Mick chick, Mick kick, chick kick combo uh, to Oscar. Trish Stratus then hits a flying clothesline to Oscar. Um, as Oscar tries to get back to her feet, she gets hit with a Fez press. Which, by the way, Trish Stratus calls the Fez press Air Canada, and that pissed me off. Let everybody know that. Um, <laughs> she Trish Stratus now is the one that drags Oscar, Oscar's body to the the corner and lifts her, hoists her up onto the the top rope. Trish climbs up to the um, top of the the structure and grabs, reaches down and pulls um, Oscar up by her hair and locks in a uh, sleeper hold, hanging her from the top of the structure and in, in the sleeper hold. Um. Bailey is back to her feet now. It hits a jumping clothesline to Mickey James, uh, and the buzzer sounds, and Victoria enters the match. She runs in and immediately hits a super kick to Mickey James, followed by a snap suplex. Um, Trish Stratus is back on the on the the ground now, and Bailey hits her with a springboard diving back elbow corkscrew. That was a mouthful. Um, to Trish. Victoria hits a standing moonsault onto Mickey James and then locks in the spider web, which is the octopus hold. Um, Trish Stratus is jumps to the mid, the like in the middle of the ropes onto the cage and climbs up the cage about halfway and hits a diving crossbody onto Bailey. Um, Victoria steps between the two rings and does a slingshot somersault leg drop onto Mickey James. Uh, the buzzer sounds, and Naomi is now into the match. She hits the ring and immediately hits the flashing lights, alternating kicks into a drop kick to Victoria. Um, Trish and Oscar are in the middle of the like each of them on one side of the like in different rings, but where they meet and they're just trading punches back and forth. And Naomi runs and does a springboard sunset flip to Oscar, and simultaneously Bailey's running from the opposite side and hits Trish with the same sunset flip. Um, the two women stand up and see each other. They go, they go to the spot where they're now training punches in the middle of the ring. 
Bailey's able to uh, get the upper hand. She steps up onto the middle rope, grabs um, Naomi by the waist, and does a springboard German suplex from one ring to the other. Um, Bailey picks up uh, Naomi and climbs the or goes to the corner and climbs herself up to the top of the cor- top corner and hits a Bailey plex into the corner of the structure to Naomi. So Naomi just hits the corner and then falls down to the side, the ringside. Um, the buzzer sounds and uh, Alexa Bliss is now on the match. She runs down. Trish Stratus immediately intercepts Bliss and hits her with a spine buster. Um, on the other on the other side of the ring, uh, Victoria has picked up Naomi's lifeless body, hits her with a choke bomb. Um, but Trish Stratus has jumped into the that ring and hit her hit Victoria with a diving uh, bulldog. Mickey James is back to her feet and hits a Stratus faction to Bailey, and then follows up with an implant DDT to Alexa Bliss. Um, Naomi hits a split leg moonsault right onto Bailey and then follows up with an enziguri to Asuka. Um, shit, my bad. Uh, Victoria hits a widow's peak to Mickey James, and now the buzzer sounds and Becky Lynch has entered the match. And the match can officially begin. Becky hits the ring and hits a leg lariat immediately to uh, Victoria, followed by a double jump springboard leg drop to Bailey. And then locks in a hammerlock inverted DDT to Asuka. Um, she goes at, at, to Alexa Bliss, but Alexa grabs her by the throat and hits a chokehold STO, uh, followed by the blissful curb stomps, which where she same thing as the um, the Bay Chris Bay move I said earlier. But she stands there and she just repeatedly just stomps your head back and forth while she stands on the nape of your neck. Um, Becky Lynch is rolling on the ground uh, and then. Bliss hits insult to injury, which is the the knee drop, and then the followed by the moonsault. Um, she then picks up uh, Becky Lynch and hits a DDT. Victoria has climbed the ropes now, but uh, Trish Stratus runs up the ropes, grabs her into a, a headlock, and does a Stratus faction off the cage, off of the top rope to the to the ring. Oscar uh, immediately grabs Trish and pulls her up, and then hits her with a power bomb. Everybody's kind of congealed in one ring at this point. And um, Naomi has climbed to the top of the cage and hits a diving crossbody onto everyone. Um, Becky is the first person to get back to her feet. Uh, she hits a man slam onto Bailey, followed by a flying firearm to Alexa. She then hits the Bexplex to Asuka. Um, but Victoria's stops her before she can hit her and get she gets hit with the black widow excuse me sorry uh then um shit alexa bliss hits becky with the the sister abigail um trish stratus hits victoria with a shit kick as alexa bliss is climbing the structure looking like she's signaling that she's gonna go for twisted bliss um but Trish Stratus runs up and hits the stratosphere off the top of the, the war game structure onto Alexa Bliss. Um, she's able to st- work herself back to her feet and locks in the sharpshooter onto Alexa Bliss. And Alexa's just writhing in pain. And Becky Lynch 
runs over and grabs and locks on the disarmor to Alexa Bliss right at the last second, and Alexa taps out. What team won? The baby faces. Becky, Naomi, Trish, and um, Mickey James. Shut the hell up, Keith. Shut up, Keith. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll go first this time. So, you're, it's fucking, like, I understand it. So, just to clarify. So, sure. they win this match. Those four won this match. And then they have another match to determine who's going to face oh, Becky. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, the, the benefit also, it's, it's, is three people going for yeah. instead of four now. Yeah. Yeah, and also it's uh, something I forgot to say at the end is like after like the structure's getting raised and they're all like celebrating everything, Becky's holding up her title and her and Trish kind of come face to face and they're looking at like she's looking at her like that's gonna be my belt. So it kind of hints that Trish is gonna be the one because okay. also you got you got the double the double tap mm. the double tap out because it was Trish's Trish's win basically, but mm. Becky just came in there and locked in the the disarmor at the last second. So it's gonna be Trish against Becky. <laughs> Maybe that's what it's hinted at. It's hinted at. You don't know what it's gonna be. Well, <laughs> you hinted. You basically gave it a fucking way. Um. Okay. So anything happen? Okay, I can Trish Alex could break anything her leg. Anything could happen. So they so they win. So they win this for this match, and then they right. have another match. Yes, this happens to all the time. To, to determine, on, this is like Damone's first time watching wrestling. No, I'm, no, I'm just, <laughs> like, I'm just making, wrestling tropes no, I'm making all the time. Yeah, no, I'm just no, making sure. No, I'm, stay normal. We'll right. get, yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. Just to make sure. So they have this four. They have this this war games. Yes. Then they have the four way match, and then there's another it's, match. No, it's triple threat. The triple, well, triple threat. Yeah, and then and they then, face Becky. It's fucking convoluted. Okay. Um, it's, it's super convoluted, That's and funny. like if I was in in watching this, it'd be like, why do I really care about this match? I might as well just wait till we get to the triple or the fatal four way that's gonna happen. Or, it watch- feels like it feels like you did this match because you wanted to do war games, but it didn't need to be war games. Like I didn't need. It feels like it feels force fed into. Okay. Like a war games match when it shouldn't be. I would honestly rather you just be like, we're gonna use the war game structure, but it's an eight person match. I would have rather you have done that and they all fight each other, winner gets the title. I would have or even if you did seven. I like I like seven. that idea, but I don't believe that that idea would have been accepted. But I do like your idea. I would have liked that better than like what you did because it just feels forced. Okay. Okay. The ideas feel super convoluted. I also hate that you did the top of the cage catch spot. Like she dives off and they all catch her. Um, I mean, you gotta expect that when it's a cage. I mean, that makes sense for Damone to hate that though. (laughs) Like, um, Travis came with the flow chart this week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a number though. That was I Travis. This John John first. Do you you have a flow chart? John first. You do. I do. Can I yep. see it? No. <laughs> then you don't have a flow chart. John did it first. I do. I do have a flow chart. You just don't need to see it. Well, I'll show you where it started. 
Travis, this is where start. Put your flowchart out. Travis, this is for a stipend. Show the flowchart or you're full of shit. Travis is looking for a flowchart. Right, I don't have. Yeah, I don't have one. <laughs> you have a flowchart. I'll give you a fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll draw one right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Damone, do you have a number? I don't have a number. I okay, need I'll. Number. I need I, a John. Damone had a lot of the same thoughts as I did. That build was right. so fucking weird. Uh, and. Honestly, they're going through so much just for a chance for a chance. This is like working on an oil rig for a fucking Chili's gift card. <laughs> this is so much work for so little reward. Why the hell would I go through war games just to be a number four contender? Maybe. Like... Why? Why would I do that? You don't You're not get a number four enough. contender. Tie for insurance. first. Also, I just thought of something. Why? Why doesn't Becky just not do this match? Let the them have the fatal four way. She's only facing one person, no matter what. Because she wants see, to fight them all. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Imagine going through all this, right? You going through the 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 uh, war games match, then the four, fatal four way match, then you finally get your shot. You win. Let's, let's say you win. You went through all that. The next person just says, I want to fight you. <laughs> and they get their one-on-one. Bro, you didn't go through what I went through. <laughs> That's like Browns fans before Baker and Browns fans after Baker. <laughs> I'll I get uh, mine, though. I, I'll get mine, though. I like I liked the build. It was a weird build, but I did like it. I messed with it. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> story, story, I, so, I mean, I, I gave you uh, I gave you a 4.5. Thank that's you. Right, there we go, Kenny. That's gonna be the peak. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give, say, actually, I'm gonna give you a four. I'm gonna give you a 4.51 for your uh for your secretary glasses you got on right now. So you don't <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> you <laughs> those, those are nice glasses. Those are nice glasses. Thank you, John. You're the only one with those fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the white frames and the shape. Thank you. Um, so um, I also don't like the ending with like Trish basically being the foregone conclusion of eh, that's predictable inevitable don't love that gotta throw in oscar tax um <laughs> that is true he hates oscar just as much as he hates brock and you know, i think it's i thought it was dumb when mike did it i thought it was dumb when john did it i think it's dumb in general i agree <laughs> i don't do it People like to people like to flip flop on on whether they're gonna do that or not, depending on who they're bitching I don't, at. I don't, so. do that. I don't like it. I don't do it. So I'll, I'll let you have your fatty matches and everything. It's a one cent tax to offset Kenny's one cent stipend. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, honestly, I thought this was pretty mid. Um, I thought it had a lot of issues. I'm gonna give this a two dollars and ninety nine cents. It would have been a three, but I took the one cent off. <laughs> okay. Mike? Damone, do you have a number? I want to hear Mike's number. Yeah, it is pretty different from me and Kenny. We gave a wider <laughs> yeah, range. I, you didn't help at all with the number. I like, so as far as the build, I, the only thing I liked about the build to me personally was Bischoff and Stephanie going back and forth. And I felt like that was it. I feel like that was the whole build. Like, them talking shit to that each other. Foot, that though. one line, that. that one line each that they had. I, I When, when did Bischoff call <laughs> Stephanie? Stupid moron. moron. I like that because I can imagine <laughs> him doing that. Um, other than that, it was 
it felt pretty forgettable to me. Um, I, is it what? I think, Don't do I'm this. Try that. Um, like I look. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go with. A, I'm gonna go with straight three. <laughs> Take off that one cent. It was just pretty mid. Stratosphere off. And it was very like it's just very forgettable. All for a Chili's gift card. <laughs> I mean, and so, that's the thing is is you, John, you've said you right. do a it's, lot for it's a Chili's chance, gift card. No, Applebee's chance. I do a lot, not Chili's. <laughs> but Applebee's. You're a cheap whore. I love Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I love Applebee's. Fuck Chili's. <laughs> it's just a chance for a chance, and that feels weird. So it's a chance. So it's a, it's a chance, chance, but it, it, it's a chance to to the number one contendership match, right? Yeah. yeah. No. So yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. And this this would have felt better if it was somehow for the number one contendership. But it's like a it's like a it's like a qualifier it, for a tournament or a qualifier right, but for a Money in the Bank. I, like you get. A I understand chance to that. Compete. But war games should be for something bigger, okay. right? I That's feel fair. like war games. I feel like the war games match should be a either personal or for some belts. A, a big, like a big footnote or an ending to something. That's fair. Not, I think, not, I think... not the be not the beginning of maybe you get a chance. I that's fair, and you guys might be right when you guys said last week about. Or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, when you told John and Kenny that two might be the perfect number for matches like this, because I definitely feel like this was the weakest of the three war games, and you guys might be right. I personally Yeah, everybody was saying we should have done a third. I was like, what fucking crack are you smoking? Like I, mean, I yeah. could see why you'd want to do multiple war games matches for I mean, your pay per view. Personally, I I'm a fan of the one match finale. I like, I like two just because, you know, it does yeah, give men the, and women a chance, but, like, any more than that, it's too much. Well, that's the thing. If we cut one, it would be this one, so it wouldn't be men and women. It would just be men and men. And this, um, you could have, instead of the, the qualify, <laughs> this qualifying match, you could have had the number one contender match and not so, in a war games. Oh, no, yeah. You're, I mean, I see what you Could have given us war games on free TV for your loving fans and then have a contender. You're not wrong. You could you could have had had it even on free TV as a build to war games. This is AWC, not WCW. <laughs> <laughs> well, WCW why. got higher ratings, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I still gotta get mine. So the thing that's really sticking with me is the I don't fucking know why Becky would even go through this. Besides, <laughs> like she's a fighting champion. That's it. Um. She's not even so defending her belt in this, though. There's right, no point. Right. She her name is Becky. And she likes to fight. Each other. It's because there's <laughs> another match between. It's Becky because we have, it's because we, have, we have Finley on the roster, and she doesn't want to disappoint Finley. <laughs> <laughs> there's a time slot. That's all that was. There's a time slot. You have to fill it, Becky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she said, Wait, look, look. She wasn't supposed to be in there. And she said, look, Finley, put me in, coach. Put me in. <laughs> put me in the wall games. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's really can't sticking take a quarter me. off of that. That's really, that's really oh, you, sticking you gained me. a quarter from me for that. Let's go! Yeah. Um, you lost it from him, but you got one from me. Um, <laughs> no, I was telling you to get rid of a quarter on I your score. <laughs> yeah. But if you're giving him a quarter, take no. away by. 
I'm gonna give it a two point seven five. Okay, Damone did it for me. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Wow. I just the story is so broken, in my opinion. And just Kenny is cheering the, the bad reviews for a match he liked. <laughs> All right, I, I, Kenny I'm gave just, it a four. I'm still very stirring, yeah. stirring the pot. That's all I'm doing. Kenny yeah. is chaotic neutral. Like, he's done whatever. <laughs> like I like I liked most of your spots, but the story was so broken. It just it brought everything down. This is the exact opposite of last last week. Or no, it's not. No, it's about the same thing. I think you've been around three. No, I, I mean you've been around threes. I feel like this whole time. Yeah, oh, no, I mean, before this match. Yeah. Anyway, what's yeah, your it, it was all, it was all three point fives. Three point five and three point seven five, and then this one yeah. was a yeah four point five. I mean, you, your big pay per view was last pay per view, right? That was your yeah. mania. So yeah. this is like your backlash, bro. This is, <laughs> this is <laughs> our roadblock. It feels like a backlash. SummerSlam. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, is it? Did everybody rate it then? Yep. Yeah, everybody rated. Right, let's get on to the next match. Is it Keith? Nope, it's me. I'll tell you when to switch. <laughs> Keith's just getting paid to do fucking nothing. He's right? like me on fall break right now. <laughs> you guys mind your business. Yeah. <laughs> got a plan <laughs> um don't feel like what is that uh so the week leading into leading to takeover in a backstage interview released on awc social media the power announced that they will host a special segment on awc supreme where they will announce the awc power rankings where they will rank and select their next challengers biggie and biggie and kofi dance and twerk their way to the ring dressed in suits shorts the in suit and shorts combo fits Complete with bow ties, cut off sleeves, and an award show aesthetic. So uh, we're we have... working on the move, so they're just <laughs> going all the way. What? To the yeah, yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> but I totally see them doing that. Um, they also have bow ties that are like on strings that they're putting on to the people in, in the front rows oh, yeah, as they go down out. the. They give out free bow ties. Um, they say. We have beaten every tag team in the there is in AWC. There's nobody left to challenge your boys, the power. And since we have beaten all of our competition and we have been given authority to rank each tag team and determine who deserves a shot at our AWC Tag Team Championships. So would you know who? And the crowd chants, who, 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 who. Who we have selected is our next. And before they can even announce number 10 on their list, the power gets cut off by every AWC tag team coming out one by one to plead their case and challenge their, their teams. Um, hold on, I skipped something. So, like, they got tag uh, teams right, right. coming no, out no, the right, woodworks, yeah. just like... Yeah, like Everybody like one will come out. out like come out and like cut a little promo of why they deserve it, and then another one will come out and say they don't deserve it. We deserve it for this reason. Uh, so this leads to each t- team coming out one by one to stake their claims to the title. Each team walks down the ramp and surround the ring. After the last team comes out, and Biggie and Kofi calls for everyone's mic to be cut. They say they ma- they have made their decision on who will be given the shot. And as they go to announce their decision, Enzo and Cass's music hits, and the two men step out and strut their way down the ramp. Uh, flaming each tag team individually on their way down. Uh, and then finally, they turn their attention to the tag team champions. So, my name 
is Enzo Amore. And I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud. And you can't teach that. And this right here is Big Cass. And he's seven feet tall. And you can't teach that. Bada boom. Realest guys in the room. How you doing? I am Smack Talker Skywalker. And I got a mic saber for a couple of haters. Uh, Travis, is this their debut? Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, I was telling Big Cass, I was telling him backstage, how you doing? I said, Cass, if we had a dime for every competent tag team out there right now, we'd have uh, about, yeah, we'd have zero dimes. Look at these fools. He walks up to Super Crazy and Bam Bam Bigelow. Somebody call DreamWorks because Shrek and Donkey escaped the studio. How you doing? <laughs> Your careers are like yeah, outfits, up in flames. How you doing? Bam Bam, you need to cut some weight. And I'm not talking, just talking about Super Crazy. How you doing? Walks up to Cesaro and Tyson Kid after that. What do we got here? Natty's husband and Sloth from the Goonies. If you guys had half the personality you got in wrestling skills, you might be worth something. Funny YouTube flank two, two, yeah, YouTube flank future Hall of Famers when only rings you see is the one Zoe and Cass pin you to. How you doing? This is like Michael Scott's boom roasted. <laughs> <laughs> he walks up to the Hardy Boys. He says. Now look here, two men in they in their mid forties still in their scene phase. Rainbow Bright and her less important sister Brunette Doll. I'd make a joke about you being middle aged G boys addicted to TikTok, but the addiction line might hit a little too close to home. How you doing? Speaking of TikTok, Hardy girls, the clock has run out. The time is up. Go home and enjoy retirement. Zoe and Cass will take it from here. How you doing? He goes up next. Goes up to Christian Cage and Tyson Tomko. Mister Money in the Bank, Captain Charisma, Christian Cage. I guess AWC couldn't afford Edge, so they settled for you. And who's your friend here? Wait a minute. I recognize you. You stormed the Capitol in January, didn't you? <laughs> All right. I need, you to stop. I need you to stop right now. <laughs> I'm rating, I'm rating it right now. <laughs> right. This is on this is on give it a five. This is a five. I'm not changing that rating. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's unless they lose. <laughs> Christian, you always got your hand over your eyes like you're searching for something. What are you looking for? Your breakout performance post-TLC? So are the rest of us. How you doing? He goes up to Naito and Tajiri. Naito, you look like a Japanese NASCAR fan, and you're flanked by skinny fat Tajiri. I'm trying to figure out what's worse, your haircuts, your promos, or your loyalty to a scumbag like Bobby Heenan and JBL. How you doing? He then walks up to uh, Owen Hart and Lance Storm. These two more generic than Rice Krispies, but Owen got a schnoz like Toucan Sam. How you doing? <laughs> Couple of Fruit Loops gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. They think they out Tuesday sliding. They about to Tuesday slide in front of Zoe and Cass in line to be number one contenders. How you doing? Uh, and then finally says, basically, I guess what we're saying is there's only one word to describe this whole division. And Cassie is going to spell it out for you. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. Was that, was that a good Enzo impression? <laughs> yeah, it was. There it was go. a really good one. It, it made me miss him. It was... You, all right. Yeah, like some uh, of those rows fell flat, but when you got to Tomco, you fucking soared that shit. Like, that was fucking incredible. Like, yeah, uh, Enzo, you got me. Enzo sp spits his venom roasting Biggie and Kofi and challenged them to a tag team title match at TakeOver. The champions fire back a few good shots at ENC and uh, accept their challenge. The 
power hold their titles in the face of Enzo and Cass, and Cass snatches their titles out of their hands, and the power starts to step at them. Whoa, 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 easy, fellas. My associate here just wanted a closer look-see. Here, Big Cass, give these smucks the gold back. We'll have plenty plenty of time to get real familiar with those titles after takeover this Sunday. Cass tosses the titles back to Biggie and Kofi. You two jabonis better not stop, better not stay up playing too late. Too late playing video games and oiling your chest there, Midi. Because this Sunday, Big G and Big Cass <laughs> are coming for you, coming for you. So protect your neck, because Nack Cass and Enzo ain't nothing to fuck with. Two teams jaw jacket and stare at each other down as uh, Supreme goes to commercial. Oh my god. My my throat hurts from that doing that voice. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how you doing? <laughs> how, how you uh, doing? <laughs> uh, so the match starts with Kofi and uh, Enzo. Uh, Enzo opens up with the realest combination, which is his punch his punch combination that he does, uh, followed by an inverted stomp face buster, which is the puts his foot on your face and then pulls you down. When he does that, Wood screams from the outside, "That's my move! That's my move!" That's what Woods uses as a finish too. Um. Kofi, Kofi rolls over and immediately tags in Big E. Big E comes in and hits a belly to booty to uh, Enzo. He then picks him up off the ground and hits a gorilla press slam. Uh, and then picks him up and does the stretch muffler before licking his hand and smacking Enzo in the chest. Uh, he takes him, takes Enzo over and takes him back to the corner uh, in the powers corner. Uh, tag to Kofi. They do the unicorn stampede, tagging in and out, tagging in and out. Um, Kofi ends up tagging Big E back in, and they hit a double Russian leg sweep followed by a simultaneous elbow drop from Kofi and a knee drop from Big E. Uh, Big E Irish whips um, Enzo and then hits him with a body press. Uh, Big E tags tags Kofi back in, and he he scoop slams Kofi onto Enzo. Enzo hits the two-handed chops followed by a Hurricane Rana into the corner. He then runs up and hits the Karanko Buster. He tags in, Kofi tags in Big E, and they hit Afternoon Delight, which is the power bomb with the diving foot, uh, double foot stomp. Um, they're they're like gyrating and you know what I mean celebrating and whatnot. And but when he goes to goes to grab Big E, Enzo sneakily hits a hits a low blow on him and hits him with a baseball punch. The referee didn't see it, so the referee did not know. see it. Is it's blocked by by Kofi gyrating. Yep, he was twerking, and the referee was distracted. <laughs> um, he hits him with a baseball punch, uh, followed by an enziguri, and then he hits a tag to uh, from Enzo to Cass. Cass comes in, hits a big boot, followed by a jumping elbow drop to Big E. Um, Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods pull um, Big E out of the ring, and Big Cass grabs um, Enzo and hits the rocket launcher, throws him out onto, onto them. Cass immediately runs back and grabs the tag rope so that he can tag back in. Um, Biggie rolls into the ring and uh, Enzo goes to hit a uh, running cross body but gets caught by Biggie and Biggie throws him on his shoulder and immediately hits a big ending. Um, he goes for the pin, but Big Cass breaks up the pin. Biggie tags into Kofi and then Enzo tags into Cass at the same time. Uh, Kofi runs up and jumps into the air and gets caught in the air, so he's like standing straight up on. Uh, Cass and he's hit. He's hitting the ten mounted punches on the Cass standing in the middle of the ring. Uh, but Cass is able to throw him and throw him up and then hit a release power bomb um, on the Kofi. He picks picks him up and hits him with a high knee. 
Uh, and then he throws him into the corner, into his corner, and hits a stinger splash. He then tags, uh, shit, tags, cast tags, tags Enzo. Yeah, sorry. Um, and Enzo hits a diving crossbody. Um, Kofi starts to work his way back, fighting back. He then hits a flying forearm smash onto Enzo, followed by a jumping back elbow, and then he hits a monkey flip to send Enzo back into their half of the ring. Kofi tags in um, Big E, and Big E hits, throws him for an aided crossbody. He then picks up Enzo and body slams him, and then runs back and hits a jumping splash. Uh, Big E tags in Kofi, and he hits an aided slingshot senton. Um, Kofi hits a boom drop and goes for the pin. Enzo's able to kick out right at the last second. Hot tag from Enzo to Cass. Big boot to uh, Big E on the apron and then a sit-out swing side slam uh, for the pin and the win. Enzo and Cass are your new tag team champions. By the boom, really champs in the room. How you doing? Uh, All right, so I, I did give it a five. Um, I'm glad that Enzo and Cass won. So everything happened at the pay per view. Is that no. what I'm understanding? Or no, it happened the week before. Because so a... basically they've beaten everybody in the division. And Enzo and Cass debuted. Now the only thing I I have with that is I feel like Enzo and Cass came out did their thing, right? Which is great. I loved it. <laughs> But New Day did who or not the power, the power. <laughs> did did nothing. It's a new name, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I just feel like they did nothing. They were they were just there. They I felt mean, after all this this domination and and everything, they just there there was no back and. I would have liked more of a back and forth between them. There was I no back it. and forth. I, it was I just Enzo and. Well, that's yeah, that's things. You just did the Enzo and Cass, and you really just did Enzo. But I mean, that's that's Enzo. I know, I know, I got it. But we got really other than that little (laughs) bit for the power, saying that they, you know, they're they're the champions and they beat everybody and whoever basically gave an open challenge. That was it. No back and forth between Enzo and Cass. Now, so the Enzo promo is definitely a five. I loved it. But, and I'm glad they won, but overall, I am going to have to take my rating down to a four and a half. Remember when Mike wow. said, this is a five and I'm not changing it no matter I what? I remember that. I, I know, there. but he I was said, really hoping. I'm only going to change it if they lose. Yeah, I was really hoping that I could have kept what did that. You, what did you expect? So, I just, it's a, I just they, wish it, it was implied in the in the story that they, there was a back and forth. They we literally said that. We just didn't write the actual word for word promo. <sighs> I think you want to do the whole build in one week, though. You got to write right, that. and that build that That's build fine. in one That's, week. Yeah. Like let's let's have some more substance for that build if you're doing one week. I think you could have done it at least two weeks out and had something that because you zoomed far in. Like That's fine. Right. I just feel like I, I yeah, I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to change it. I, I promise you. But the matchup was the matchup was great. The promo was the. The one promo was good. The ending, the right team won. I just wish there was more to it. Okay. That's- For once, I agree the right team did win. Enzo and Cash should have won. Um, 
I do agree with, like, I wish you had, like, because you went through the work of doing a promo on, like, Tajiri, but you didn't do <laughs> yeah. it for the, the two people who are actually going to be having a feud. You did kind of cuck your entire tag team division. They but already I'm lost. Okay, yeah. But they already yeah. lost, and I'm okay with it because I was okay with it when Enzo did it to the cruiserweights. So yeah. I'm okay with that. I don't hate that part. The match itself. This is the big part with Enzo. He's and Kaz. Neither of them are good at ring. <laughs> yeah, Enzo's gotten better on the indies. Also, the, I I only use moves that they actually do. I, and I only use about right. half of their moves set. Like I could have. They got more Enzo moves going hard. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they each have, they each about have like thirty five to forty moves. They just didn't use them. It, uh, hey, indies Enzo's like indies Big Show. Yeah, right. <laughs> Except real. But I'm not going <laughs> to penalize you too much for that because I think the right team won. I like the promos and stuff. So I'm going to give this one a 4.5. Okay. Um, oh. You I was going to say, first? I feel like this is where Kenny, where we all diverge from Kenny. Yeah, Kenny about to give this a 2. <laughs> yeah, he hates Enzo. I knew I was going to get a bad, bad rating for this, but come on, Kenny. All right. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not his, okay. I know what y'all thinking when I came. You know I can't stand Enzo more. I think, <laughs> I can't. Uh, that team is fucking awful to me. But I can't fault you for that. I really can't. And so I had to give it to you for creativity. Like you know, you had to sit there and think about the roast for each for each team you're going through. So I will give you credit for that. So I'm not gonna do you dirty because, like I said, that's that's the character. I, I'm not gonna do you dirty yeah. for that. So, I, so I'm not gonna take off points because it's Enzo more. I. I I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a man of my word. I'm not. I'm not gonna do you dirty for that. At least someone is. I only text you a cent. Quit pissing. <laughs> yes, I'm not. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm saying being a man of your word. So oh. I will say. <laughs> I said they were gonna get five, and then give it four point five. So I'm still. I'm still different from everybody else. Take though. more off, Mike. I'm still different from everybody else because they gave you four point five. Because I went I back got my five. But say I gave you a five. I it was. Let's go, Kenny. Hey. Let's fucking go. I didn't. I. Technically, I didn't see any. I didn't see any outstanding negatives, anything like that. So you know yeah, I gave you a five. You know what? Give him a five. Hey, come on, Mike. Come this feels like when Chuck Norris was on dodgeball, and he was like, like this for Mike." <laughs> so I will say that the roast, like some of them, weren't that great. Like at first, I was like, "Oh which no, one, Travis." Which ones did you think were bad? <laughs> Travis, like, was like first, I think, like, I like well, yeah. they weren't bad. They were just kind of mid. Which ones? Uh, like Tajiri and Super Crazy was not Tajiri, Super Crazy. Bam Bam I, was, and Super Crazy was pretty mid. The, the Hardys was, was okay. Um, Trek and Donkey. That, that, that wasn't. I, I thought the career up in flames was good. That I thought that was good. But when you got to Tomko and Christian, <laughs> that's when you won me. And, I when I had, I had I left for a second. Oh, oh I said that shit again, Travis. Okay, I'll, I'll do that one. I'll it's do the best part. Uh, Mr. Money in the Bank, Captain Charisma, Christian Cage. I guess AWC couldn't afford Edge, so they settled for you. And who's your friend here? Wait a minute. I recognize you. You stormed the Capitol in January, didn't you? Christian, you always got your hand over your eyes like you're searching for something. What are you looking for? Your breakout performance post-TLC? Just so are the rest of us. How you doing? Okay. God, Tomko does look like a fucking capital writer. <laughs> That's a bar. Um, I don't love that it was zoomed into one week because, like, what 
I see, and I know I can't rate you on what you could have done, but like with the whole the power rankings, you could have spent like three weeks of these teams like trying to compete to up themselves in the power rankings just for Enzo and Kaz to come in and steal yeah. it, and that would have been even funnier to cuck them. Like, uh, <laughs> like it would have just been that extra bit of seasoning on it. Uh, I do, I do like, have one quick question though. I do have one quick question though, before you before you say your rating. Um, did we see anything from like I know you said it's their debut. Is this their no. debut just wrestling match, or is it just like you we've seen them around, they've been promoting themselves? No. It's just it's the first they, time we've they, seen them. They, 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 they showed up and just, just showed out. So they're like, who are these niggas? So they pulled up like John Cena did and <laughs> said ruthless aggression. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay. Uh <laughs> but yeah, I think you could have done that with a few more weeks and give it that extra bit of seasoning. Uh, I love the mid E line. That was pretty great. I wish the New Day would have – I wish you would have written their comebacks. So yeah. I felt like what you had was good, but it just could have had a little bit more. Um, uh, I'm going to go with the previous consensus before uh, Damone and Kenny decided to be too nice and go, go with the 4.5 because there was a couple of things missing, but overall it was, it was really good. I'm not going to say pretty good. It was really good. But it wasn't quite perfect. It just needed a few more things, a little bit pinches of salt here, and it would have been great. But it lacked just a little bit. You can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any final notes? Any final final? Uh, I miss uh, Enzo. I miss Enzo too. Mike, you sure? I don't. What if Travis says, "What if Travis sure. does the Enzo promo again? What if no. he does the Enzo voice again?" I don't know if I can do a whole Enzo promo again. <laughs> and you can't. Uh, I'm riding with Mike on this one. It's a 4.5. It's it, I I okay. wanted to. It's I your best match so far. Yeah, yeah. It's it's carrying your fucking show. Like it's still okay, carrying. Okay. I'm so shocked by that because I did not think I thought I thought it would get good ratings, gonna, but not like I thought Kenny was ready to give you a one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did too. No, like so I'm not gonna, do, I'm not gonna do dirty over the character. Like I'm not gonna do dirty over the character. But if the storyline sucks, then I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what you deserve. <laughs> but right. yeah, I, I can't I can't fault you for Enzo Enzo being Enzo. Here's our, our penultimate match. It's the ultimate pen. Yeah. <laughs> um on the, episode, the ultimate pen. <laughs> on, <laughs> and it's inside of war games. No, <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's been more like Squid Games. Well, <laughs> <laughs> an episode of Baywatch, this was after Daniel Bryan was a guest. Uh, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot are guests. Uh, the two skip down to the ring together, giggling the whole way down. Liv holds the ropes open for Ruby to step into the ring. The pair sit close together as Bay moves forward with the interview. Bay addresses how close the two appear to be. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that Ruby, you attacked Liv right here on my show. Uh, she goes, that was our dark moment of our past together. We had a misunderstanding, and I'll be the first to admit, I was completely out of line. We have worked it out with one another, and Liv has forgiven me, and now we're back to being best friends. She turns to Liv, and the two smile at each other. And now that I hold the International Women's Championship, and of course, my best friend has my back, nothing can stop us from taking over and causing a riot here in AWC. Ruby stands and holds the title above her head. Liv stands up next to her, raising her hand. And Riot's music starts to play play them out. Abruptly, Liv sidekicks Ruby in the mouth. Bay is losing his mind as Liv squats over Ruby on the mat. She grabs her by the hair and lifts her to her feet. Liv holds onto the hair and spits in Ruby's face. She takes Ruby by the, the face and throws her into the base screen monitor. Liv reaches down to pick up the championship. She slowly stands up and lifts the title above her head. Liv smirks, looks up at the title, and then down at Ruby, and Liv blows her a kiss and leaves the ring. 
A week later, Liv is Liv opens Supreme in the middle of the ring, surrounded by photos of her and Ruby from the past over the past couple weeks. Liv stands in the ring at the podium with the, the international championship sitting on top. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. That is exactly the mindset I've had when it comes to you, Ruby. You really believed I would just forgive and forget what you did to me? How you made me look like a fool? You attacked me and you broke my heart for what, Ruby? To get this, Liv holds up the international championship. This this is the only thing that matters to you. You never cared about me. You made that very clear when you attacked me. While I was sitting in the me- medical room being evaluated by trainers, I made a promise to myself. I promised myself that I would never let anyone treat me like that ever again. I vowed to get my revenge and take everything from you. The thing is, I had to give you everything you ever wanted before I could rip it all away. And that's what I did when I took this from you. Morgan carries the international women's title around the ring. All of these moments, moments where you thought that you and I were a team, moments when you thought we were friends, it was all fake. A fabrication that I created to build you up just so I could knock you right back down where you belong. She stares into the photos and runs her nails down the picture, leaving nail marks. She takes the international championship and destroys all the photos, whipping the title around the ring. The segment ends with uh, Liv gaining her composure and leaving the ring. The following week, Ruby Riot returns and calls out Liv Morgan. You say you wanted to take everything from me. You talk about some master plan you designed to build me up and knock me down. You say I never cared about you or about our friendship. I was in a dark place when, when I did that, what I did to you. I apologize, and you said you forgave me. We were good. We were best friends together again. Liv Morgan's music plays, and she walks down to the ring holding the International Women's Championship. Oh, you were in a dark place? And that just makes everything okay, doesn't it? You just think you can just wave your dark place magic wand and make some apology, and I will uh, make some BS apology, and I would just go back to being your little sidekick. Someone you can use to get this? Well, guess what? I'm just as much a part of you being champion as you. This title should be mine. That's why I've decided I'm just going to keep this. And she taunts Riot with the title. Riot grabs the title and the two struggle back and forth for a moment until Ruby or until Morgan swings at Ruby. She dodges the attack, turns and <laughs> kicks Liv in the gut, causing her to drop the title. Riot goes to grab it and Liv grabs her, nailing her with a backstabber. Liv laughs. Liv laughs. Liv scoops laugh. up the international women. What'd you say? Liv laugh Liv love. Laugh, that's why. That's why I stumbled. <laughs> Liv laughs, scoops. <laughs> Liv laughs, scoops up the International Women's Championship and leaves the ring. Later, we see Ruby Riot approach Eric Bischoff in his office. Ruby is nursing her, be- her back, but tells Bischoff she wants a match with Liv Morgan. Bischoff takes offense to her tone. Let me explain something to you. You are not the one who decides what happens. To be honest with you, I don't really appreciate a champion on my show leaving their title lying around for anyone to take. Maybe you should... He's cut off by Stephanie McMahon stepping in. I, however, can decide what happens on my show. That's why tonight, right here in Minneapolis, Ruby Riot will get her chance to get back at Liv Morgan. Actually, interrupts Bischoff, Liv Morgan has already informed me that she suffered quite a nasty migraine after Miss Riot's attempted assault on her. Um, Stephanie replies, well, Miss Morgan had, had better get plenty of rest because she will have a match against Ruby Riot at TakeOver. Bischoff is angered by Stephanie and declares that the true International Women's Championship will be on the line. Uh, yeah, okay. Any questions about the storyline before we go into the match? Seems like you guys have had questions every storyline, so I just want to make sure. I'll save them. Okay. <laughs> no, so far, so good. Okay, 
So the match opens up, and Ruby Riot immediately hits multiple arm drags, just tossing Liv Morgan across the ring. She then grabs Liv Morgan by the hair and hits her with a headbutt. Um, she goes for a schoolgirl pin immediately, but Ruby, or I'm sorry, Liv Morgan kicks out of the ring, kicks out of the ring, kicks out of the <laughs> pin. Um, and as uh, Ruby's trying to stand back up, Liv hits her with a mat slam, uh, followed by a monkey flip. Um, she has a hurricane run into the turnbuckle, and then Liv runs up with a corner step up high knee, followed by a corner running hip attack, and then she's stomping on um, Ruby in the corner multiple times. Uh, she pulls Ruby up and goes for a high kick, but Ruby smacks her leg down and hits her with the eat the knee, which is like a high knee strike, uh, and then hits her with a sunset flip power bomb. She Liv starts to get up to her feet, and Ruby hits a tornado DDT uh, transition into a snap suplex, uh, followed by a double a diving double knee drop from the top rope. Uh, she lifts Liv Morgan back to her feet and goes for her own roundhouse kick, the riot kick, and um, Liv Morgan does the matrix evasion where she leans all the way back into a bridge and then pops up. When she pops up, she grabs her the back of her head and hits a mat slam. Um, as Ruby starts to get up to her feet, she gets hit with a live kick, followed by uh, two flying clotheslines and then a drop kick at the end. Um, Liv then picks up um, Ruby Riot and grabs her by the back of the hair and puts her feet into the middle of her spine and falls backwards with her. So like kind of like a um, backstabber with her feet instead of her knees. Um, they're they're both kind of brawling on the ground like trading shots with one another. Uh, Ruby gets her gets her up and hits her with an STO. Uh, followed by the, a mod, she takes her to the corner and hits her with a modified head scissor driver, so she's holding her with her feet, and she slams her face into the middle turnbuckle. That's such a cool move. <laughs> it really is. Uh, she then picks Liv up for a Saito, so, a Saito, Saito suplex. Easy for me to say. Followed by a diving tornado DDT. Uh, both women are able to get back up to their feet, and Liv hits her with a belly-to-back suplex, followed by a drop toe hold, and then a standing moonsault. Um, Ruby Riot starts fighting back and hits her with a super kick, uh, sending um, Liv Morgan to the ground. She Ruby Riot climbs the top rope and hits a frog splash for a two count. Um, as Liv Morgan starts to work herself back to her knee, she gets hit with a shining wizard, and then she gets lifted up and then hits with a step up in Zaguri uh, from Ruby Riot, followed by Tilt World DDT. Ruby Riot is exhausted. You can tell they're both they're both kind of worn down and hurt. But Ruby Riot's pulling herself up on the ropes and um, Liv Morgan kips up to her feet and hits a um, 201 face breaker, which is the, the code breaker from Jericho, but it's Liv's version. Um, she goes for a pin. And right at two, right at the two count, um, Ruby kicks out. But as she kicks out, she immediately locks in a, a guillotine choke onto uh, Liv, and it's looking like Liv is going to get choked out. But Liv's able to work herself to her feet with the choke still intact, holding Ruby right up. And Ruby um, drops to her feet right at the last second, and Liv hops and hits a springboard um, complete shot, Oblivion, which is her finish. And as she does, Ruby Light rides laying lifeless unconscious on the ground but instead of going for the pin Liv Morgan locks in her own uh guillotine choke and chokes Ruby Riot unconscious for the win 
You mind if I go first? Sure. Go for it. Go for All it. right. Let me get back to where I was. All right. Most I feel right. like so, I want Liv Morgan's finisher to be Liv Laugh Love now. <laughs> so. It should uh, be. Now that you mention it. I'm just going to. Hmm, how do I want to start this off? I probably shouldn't say my first note out loud. Um, so, the Riot Squad. They've broken up. And they've reunited. And they've broken up. And they've reunited. Again. That, that That's kind of yucky to me. I'll be honest. This was a that. false was, reunite. Yeah. Was, so, let me reply right. to what you're saying, though. Okay. You just said they broke up and reunited three times. They... Broke up once, reunited, and then broke up. This is the second time they've broken up. But it was a false reuniting. Okay, so do you know who else false reunited? No. Sting and John Cena on (laughs) Mike and Damone's show. (laughs) Fair. You're not wrong. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was, uh, but... I will say Liv Morgan's promo was pretty good that you wrote. I will give you the good stuff. Uh, aside from that, there's not many redeeming qualities. He'll give, so let me a- thing. He'll give you the good thing. He said so, stop. Yeah. He said one let, thing. let me ask this. Who's the baby face? Keith? Uh, it was Ruby over the... I mean, they made, they made up... They, they, both like seem like, they both seem like cunts here. Yeah, because they both they just do. fucking turn it on each other. So it's like watching a TV show where every character sucks and you just want them both to lose. Oh, so Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, basically. Uh, so, except I also, like Big Bang Theory. If I, if Liv Morgan yeah. can fight Ruby Riot on weekly TV, she can go beat the shit out of her steal her title, and she clearly wants to have the title, correct? Then why would she fake a migraine to get out of a title match on the fucking weekly show? She could have had the belt sooner. Plot. Wrestling logic. Yeah, that just doesn't make a lot of sense because she clearly can fight, wants to fight, and wants the title, and could clearly not have to wait three days. And we all know we want our instant gratification. Yeah, and it would it would have made more sense if Liv was the champion and she was just trying to avoid having to defend. But she's not even the champion. Yeah, she clearly wants she, to be in that possession, match. Possession is nine tenths of the law. She had the belt. Yeah, she, she wants really. this match though. <laughs> she wants the match, but is dodging the match. So, where do I want to rate this? I got to give a number now. I've given my notes. Um, I have not loved how this division as a whole has been booked throughout the entire process. I think it's been the weakest point of your whole show every time has been this division. Um, do I want to give a number now, or do I want to wait? What was your first first note that you didn't want to read out loud? Did you say the end? Oh, shit. This division again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? I'm going to wait on my number because I feel like I'm going to jump the gun and be too much of a dick. Give give, give your number. You're everybody. Okay. You know what? All right. They're not going to let me get out of it. I got to give this a two. Okay. Yeah, he's not too far off where I was at. Um Especially for it being your co-main event, it was kind of weak, in my opinion. I I gave it um, a two point seven five because I feel like a, uh, at least the co-main event is a match I'm like geeked for, and like I wasn't at all. Like we, I don't know. I tried to be into it, but this is it's just like yeah. 
That's fair. <clears throat> yeah, everything John said is right. Like, I was thinking that too. Who's the fucking baby face and who's the heel? Because they both feel like heels, and I hate both of them. <laughs> like, Liv, like, Liv turned, and I'm like, okay, I don't care that you turned, but like, Ruby, I guess, is supposed to be the face, but she's also a cunt too. So. Yeah, I hate to be this guy, but I, I just kind of collected my thoughts a bit more. I want to lower to a 1.75. Wow. Because I was thinking back to and I thought this was at that level. And I felt like I was trying to be nice, but I, I hate. I, I know I'm going to regret this in two weeks. I know I am. Um, stop! Stop saying! Stop saying! I hate to do this, and then doing it because that's you know, <laughs> yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. So like, no, but we could. Just, you just, could do it, no, but hate doing your, it. Just, no, you. I no, don't you like do, being an asshole. Just do what do what you're going to do. Don't try to soften the blow. Yeah. Okay, oh, fine. Say fuck I, okay, fine. Fuck this okay, man. Travis, <laughs> okay, Travis, you're, you're digging. You're digging. That's fine. I'm just telling you, I'm not going to give you this. I'm not going to give you the sympathy of like, oh, I don't want to do this to you. If you feel like we earned 1. it 1.75, give us the 1.5. Give me a point five. I'm not shutting up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also okay. do agree. This feels like a let. This actually does feel like a cool that match, and it feels like a letdown as your as your co-main event. If this okay. is somewhere else on the card. It this could have been. I hated really this at the level of Sting and Cena, and probably the level you hated the crucifixion. <laughs> Fair enough. And I feel like you've been building this whole time to it, and it feels like a dud. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give you a two point two five. Uh, Everybody's having their dud this time around. Everybody's having their dead story. Everybody's treating this better than the crucifixion, and that's gonna annoy me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm gonna die mad about that. <laughs> I just think the in ring match would be better than your crucifixion match. <laughs> that's, that's the difference. Thank you, Mike. What's up, Mike? How you feeling, Mike? What's the ratings? Recap, recap, what are What are the ratings yeah. so far? Yeah, two point seven five, two point two five, one point five. Oh, one point five. I thought it was one point seven. Well, I don't know if you uh, think one point seven five. He said that when I was when I was trying to defend myself, but or no, I was when I was telling him to stop stop trying to sugarcoat it. I don't I know if you're being serious one, or not. No, you said that you said another sugar coat, put that 1.5. Okay. Okay, so there you go. I can't wait for two weeks. Say the word cunt, Mike. <laughs> I know I'm gonna regret this in two weeks. I know I'm gonna regret this so fucking hard. I'm sorry, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I love you. I don't I actually be honest. That, though. I don't actually rate you guys based off how you rated us. So you so he says. <laughs> Talk your shit, Mike. Talk your shit, Mike. <laughs> to be fair, Travis just rates everyone poorly. Right. He's just gonna rate everybody as low as he possibly can. Yeah. Um I, I'm feeling kind of broke. I don't get paid for it till till yeah. three weeks from now. So I gotta make this I gotta make this ten dollars last between both so, shows. So. so wait, what what title was that for? The intercontinental women's women's is for the world heavyweight championship, Mike. Give him a point too far. <laughs> So, <laughs> what happened to Alexa Bliss and they're in they, the world, the women's championship because everybody got a, crammed in. Yeah, the where is that match? That was the there. That match isn't on this There's card, right? Titles. So Becky Lynch, is the, Becky Lynch is the world champion. So she we're was just in the dropping, war game. Wait, 
So we're just dropping stories now? So we're just we're just not having people on the card? They're all on the card. Oh, you oh, built up right? you built up Becky right. you built up right. Becky Lynch and you built right. up Alexa Bliss. Shut the fuck up. They're both in the card. They're both in the card. They're both here. They're both here. They're both here. In the yeah. same match. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just, just stupid shit. They were they were about. Mike, they were they were both in the the war games match. Why were they in the war games match? Who's because, the champ? Who's the women who's wait, who's the main women's champion? Hey Mike, Becky, Mike, Becky Mike, Lynch. Mike. This is why I gave it a bad rating. Mark, it's getting it even worse. It's show it's just getting worse. Keep digging. <laughs> this is what I said earlier. I said it didn't make any sense. It's it is getting worse. I <laughs> I don't I'm understand this, how so, you don't understand that there's two separate championships. Like, give him a fucking quarter. <laughs> but then you all confused. You all wait, 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 wait. wait. Everybody me. stop. Everybody stop. Everybody stop. Mike only. I would like you to explain what point you're making. Because First, I don't understand. I didn't realize it. Honestly, didn't realize that they weren't yeah. in their own title matches. Um, and I'm putting it towards. I'm comparing it to the fact that you talked shit about Undertaker. Not being on the main card on oh! my last pay per view, but they were in on the card though. But yeah. they were, but but ours the had them the also doing title. stuff. So not having a match. Why was the world title below? But the they didn't have title? a match for their own. It was just more people. More people were going. Sorry, just ask answer John's question real quick. More people were trying to go for the world title in that point in time. So that's where it went to the war games thing. Liv and Ruby is a personal feud with the title involved in it. I feel like you could have done the personal feud without the title. But she and already has the title. The champion. Well, you booked it that way. And then you could have spread it out. You could have spread it out. Quarter. This is a 1.75. I just don't like... I just. I feel like you... Right. Let's just know, move on. Let's yeah. just move on. Right. I, I, because I feel like I'm, re- I'm redefending a match we already defended. That's, that's fine. We need to move on. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Keith. You're up. That was a good moment. I don't. I still don't know what Mike was trying to say because it doesn't I mean, make sense. It all sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Just say that then. Don't say all the extra shit that doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's more fun though. Remember when? Remember when Undertaker wasn't on the match? Same thing. Even though Becky had a match. Except <laughs> she wasn't in her own about? fucking match. I don't fucking it, know. It, Your it, booking is terrible. Everybody else. It, except <laughs> did she have her own fucking title? Why? Why do we have that defending somewhere? I gotta make the second plot now. How to start the fuck up? That was part of that was part of the issue with that match to begin with. But I don't understand. Gotta play the seasoning. Yeah, but she was going for a number one contendership of another championship. No, it was of her own champion. Needs a little more. So it's just getting worse. Just go, Keith. Just go. I'm trying, but she won't shut the fuck up. All right, you're done. So, anyways, you get a point five. It doesn't matter what your main event is. <laughs> Woo! Wait, there's one more war games. Yeah, I can't wait. <clears throat> so, this, so the last match is war games match for control of AWC. What? Uh, this match, Stephanie McMahon and Eric Bischoff have had it with one another over since the, since they both took charge as general managers. They've shared an they shared an office originally. And since day one, they've been at each other's throats. Uh, Eric Bischoff uh, at one point tries to fire Stephanie. Um, and for weeks, he tries to find a way to get rid of her. Uh, 
Stephanie tells him, you can't fire me. You don't have that authority to fire me. And Bischoff tries to get rid of her doing whatever he can. He even tries to falsify documents, uh, falsify rating statistics, and even get some of the roster to file formal complaints against Stephanie. Uh, he tries anything, anything he can think of to get rid of her just to have 100% control over AWC. Uh, Stephanie tries to be a fair, reasonable, and understanding general manager to her to her roster, and is often being the voice is the voice of reason and insists the talent settle the differences inside the ring. Uh, Stephanie doesn't believe in being overly flashy and insists on highlighting the talent as opposed to using her power to promote her own gains, as such as Eric Bischoff has been doing. Uh, one night on Supreme, Bischoff has had enough and threatens Stephanie and tells her that if she doesn't give up her power in AWC, then he will just have to take it from her. Stephanie has had enough of Eric's constant uh, going after her. Uh, she gets in Eric's face and pokes him in the chest and says, I am, I had, <clears throat> excuse me, I have done my best to build this brand and do what's best for Alpha Wrestling Championship. All you've done is try and make yourself the center of attention like it's all about you. AWC is about the talent, the competition, and most of all, these people, the fans. <clears throat> uh, you've been trying to screw me out of this job and get me out of AWC, but I am not what's wrong with AWC. I am not the problem here. It's you. I am so tired of fighting with you just for you to constantly go behind my back and try to screw me over. I challenge you to a match. And Bischoff laughs in her face and says, you want a match against me? And what? The loser has to resign and give up their control? <laughs> You're on. And Stephanie nods, shakes her head and says, oh, I'm not challenging you to a one-on-one -on -one match. Come on, Eric. You're smarter than that. While I have no doubt I could kick your ass all over this ring, I have something else in mind. You choose a team of superstars, and I'll choose my team, and we'll settle this just as I always do in the ring, but not just any ring, inside of war games. The following week, Eric Bischoff announced, has already announced the members of his team. Uh, Bischoff says that he has chosen the most vicious and savage fighters that AWC has, has to offer. He has chosen JBL, Billy Gunn, Christian Cage, Kevin Owens, and Ken Shamrock. Stephanie stands in the ring and is about to announce her team, uh, but as she goes to announce it, she's interrupted by Bischoff and his team, and they make their way down the ramp and surround the ring. You know, we could wait till Sunday, or we could just dispose of you right now. And Bischoff's team starts to slowly climb in the ring. Stephanie stops them by saying, Easy, boys. Don't forget I'm still your boss, and if any of you decide to do anything stupid, I'll make sure none of you ever work in this business again. I came out here to announce my team members. And she announces her team of uh, the AWC champion, Mick Foley, the gold standard, Shelton Benjamin, the mastermind, Sami Zayn, the show-off, Dolph Ziggler, and the craziest son of a bitch in AWC, Terry Funk. Uh, team Stephanie come out one by one as she announces them and line up in front of the ramp uh, one by one. Funk and Foley turn to each other, give a nod, and the rest of the team storms the ring. Uh, team Bischoff hops off the apron and meets them at the ramp. <clears throat> 
excuse me, Team Bischoff hops off the ring apron and meets them where the ramp meets the ringside area, and the two teams start to trash talk back and forth. Uh, Eric Bischoff is on the apron above them, shouting down, and as he turns around, Stephanie slaps him, knocking him off the apron, crashing down on top of Team Bischoff. Uh, Team Stephanie pounces on their downed opponents, and it's an all-out brawl breaks out as AWC goes off the air. Uh, let's see. The night of takeover, it is announced that Christian Cage has not medically been cleared to compete after the brawl on Supreme, and he will not be competing in the War Games match. Christian is interviewed in his locker room and, it's, and is packing his luggage ready to leave the arena. Christian says, AWC medics won't clear me to fight, so I'm taking it upon myself to leave and avoid any chance of being viciously attacked again by Team Stephanie. General Manager Bischoff and I talked about it earlier, and we've come to the decision together. Team Bischoff needs someone who can match my natural charisma, someone who'll be a future world champion and a team captain for Team Bischoff. The, spy, the final spot belong of Team Bischoff will be a top five talent. It will be Tyson Tomko. Let's Ew. fucking go. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. Finally, the payoff. <laughs> The crowd boos the announcement, as Christian says. Uh, tells I'm, the I'm in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that means you bought a ticket. Yeah, Demone's going to fucking Pepsi. Demone won the ticket off a radio station. <laughs> <laughs> now, and Christian turns to the interviewer and says, "Now, will you kindly get the hell out of my locker room and let me finish packing my gear?" And the interviewer leaves. Um. And then as for the match, let's get there. Let me just say, before you get any hey, further with this, do it. between my Enzo Amore impression and yelling at Mike, my throat fucking hurts. So Good. <laughs> if we can't break you mentally, we're going to break you physically. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm MJF. Oh, so I can't break you mentally? Okay. <laughs> uh, the match begins with Kevin Owens from Team Bischoff and Sami Zayn from Team Stephanie. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn immediately lock up and start trading punches repeatedly. Kevin Owens Irish whips uh, Sami Zayn and smacks him with a super kick on the rebound. Kevin Owens stomps on Zayn as he lies on the ground. Owens goes into the other ring and hits a slingshot senton onto Sami Zayn. He picks up Zayn up by the picks Zayn up by the neck or by the head and smacks his head off of the war game structure uh, before locking in a sleeper hold. Owens holds on to the sleeper hold for a while before finally hitting Zayn with a sleeper suplex. The crowd is booing Owens, and he's eating it up in the ring, uh, standing on the middle rope, screaming back at them through the structure. Kevin Owens picks up Sami Zayn and hits him with a sit-out scoop slams uh, pile driver as the crowd boos him even more. Owens grabs Zayn again and drops him over the middle rope before standing between Zayn's shoulder blades and choking him on the middle rope, all still while playing it up to the crowd. Uh, Owen picks up Zane. Uh, Owen picks up Zane's body and hits him with a sidewinder suplex and then laughs at the crowd's boos. The buzzer goes off and Ken Shamrock sprints to the ring for team Bischoff. Uh, Shamrock enters the ring and immediately hits a deadlift belly to belly suplex on Sammy Zane. Kevin Owens and Shamrock stomp and punch on Zane continuously. And Owen hit Owens hits a, a senton onto Sammy Zane. Uh, the assault on Zane continues until finally the buzzer, buzzard sounds again, 
and Dolph Ziggler rushes down to the ring and saves to save his partner. Ziggler comes in hot, sit out face buster to Ken Shamrock. Kevin Owens comes up, comes over to make the save, but gets hit with a power slam from his trouble for his troubles. Uh, Ziggler reveals, uh, in the cheer Ziggler re- rebels in the cheers, uh, that are pouring in from the crowd, but is hit with a low blow That's by me. Ken Shamrock. Uh, Shamrock then hits the German suplex onto the show off, uh, before thrashing him with his fist and forearms. Sami Zayn runs across the ring and attacks Ken Shamrock. Zayn grabs a wrist lock on Shamrock and immediately transitions to a springboard, springboard tornado DDT. Unfortunately, Kevin Owens is right there to grab Zayn and hits him with a pop-up powerbomb. Uh, Ziggler answers with an inverted body slam to Kevin Owens, and as he does, the buzzer sounds and Billy Gunn sprints from the sprints to the ring. Billy Gunn opens with a famous to Dolph Ziggler right away and then stomps on Ziggler's back. Uh, let's see. Gun. Da, 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 da. Then grab Sami Zayn. Gun then grabs Sami Zayn, nailing him with a vertical suplex power slam. Uh, Billy flexes to the crowds as a sensational Sherry Cat calls him from the outside of the ring. Kevin Owens and Ken Shamrock are back up and have separated Zayn and Ziggler into, into separate rings and are beating both men down. Uh, Shamrock and Billy Gunn double teamed Dolph Ziggler in the far corner of the far ring, and Sami Zayn uh, starts fighting back on his in his ring, however, and eventually hits Owens with a sit-out scoop slam pal driver. Uh, Sammy, Sammy sprints towards the other ring and suicide dives, suicide dives into the ring. Uh, he catches the neck of Billy Gunn on his descent and nails him with a tornado DDT. Shamrock turns around and starts brawling with Zayn, but Zayn remains resilient and hits Shamrock with a blue thunderbomb. The buzzer sounds once again, and Shelton Benjamin rushes to the ring to help maintain Team Stephanie's momentum. Benjamin grabs Owens off the ground and immediately hits him with a turnbuckle powerbomb. Benjamin props Owens into the corner and runs into the opposite turnbuckle and back, nailing Owens with a stinger splash. <clears throat> Benjamin takes uh, Benjamin takes Owens up on his shoulders and hits him with a Samoan drop. Benjamin runs to the other ring and hits a springboard somersault neckbreaker to Billy Gunn. To Billy Gunn, Zane, Benjamin, and Ziggler. Or Billy Gunn, to Billy Gunn. Zane, Benjamin, and Ziggler celebrate and stand tall in the ring before dividing the men amongst themselves. Ziggler grabs Shamrock and hits him with a German suplex. Zane handles Owens in the opposite ring, hitting him with, a, with an orange crush. Uh, the buzzer, buzzer sounds... And out of the holding cell comes JBL, led to the ring by Bobby Heenan. JBL gets in the ring and immediately hits a flowing DDT to Sami Zayn. JBL then gra- goes to the next ring and nails Shelton Benjamin with a swinging neckbreaker. Then Ziggler runs over, the, over to stop JBL, but gets hit with a big boot. JBL grabs Ziggler off the ground and locks in a bear hug, wearing Ziggler down. Sami Zayn goes to stand up, but Owens hits him with a huge, with a high angle senton bomb to keep him uh, to keep him grounded. Owens takes Zayn to the top rope and hits him with a uh, steenalyzer. Sorry, that caught me off. <laughs> steenalyzer. Uh, Billy Gunn grabs Benjamin and nails him with a pile driver. The heels continue to beat their opponents down until the buzzer sounds again and Terry Funk enters the war. Uh, Terry Funk grabs a steel chair from under the ring 
and a black drawstring, drawstring bag. Funk enters the ring and starts laying into the heels one by one with chair shots to the head. Uh, Terry Funk celebrates by slapping the chairs against the cage walls and screaming before laying into Shamrock repeatedly in his back with the chair. Dolph Ziggler Irish whips JBL into the corner and hits him with a stinger splash. Sami Zayn rushes in behind him and hits JBL with a Yakuza kick. What does he call it? Yakuza. Hell of a Yakuza. kick. Is what, is what Sami Zayn calls it, but I use the, yeah, yeah. the actual name. I never think of Sami Zayn's name. Um, Billy Gunn starts attacking both men, Irish whipping Sami Zayn into the corner and then Irish whipping Ziggler into the same corner. The two men crash into one another and land in a heap. Billy Gunn props them both up into the corner and then hits a stinger splash on both of them. Uh, the buzzer sounds, and the final member of Team Bischoff, Tyson Tomko, makes his way to the ring. Tomko enters the ring and nails Benjamin with a power slam. He then hits Terry Funk with a big boot. Tomko stomps Terry Funk in the corner. Uh, Kevin Owens is in the opposite corner assaulting she Shelton Benjamin. Owens ascends to the top rope and hits Benjamin with a bullfrog splash. Ziggler and Zane fight back against Billy Gunn. Uh, Zane hitting Billy Gunn with a super kick to the midsection, and Dolph Ziggler hits Billy with a famouser. Ziggler lays into Billy with shots to the head. Zane jumps to the top rope, then jumps off, off the ropes, grabbing the top of the structure and pushing off with his feet, and nailing Billy Gunn with a moonsault. Okay, let me explain that. So he yeah. he jumps up to the to the like he springboards up onto the top rope, jumps up, grabs the cell like the wall of the cell, and then puts his feet on the cell. And moonsaults off of the cell like a frog like like a it's a double jump moonsault but yeah. he's using the cell instead of using like middle to the top rope okay. he's using top rope to the cell okay so the buzzer sounds again and the awc champion the final member of this match mick foley runs to the ring foley rolls in the ring and instantly goes for tomko nailing the big man with a cactus clothesline sending both men into the next ring foley scrambles to tomko and begins <laughs> biting at his forehead uh, Tomko is able to push Foley off and get back to his feet, though. Shelton Benjamin hits Tomko with a springboard flying clothesline, but Tomko stays on his feet. Ziggler and Zane see Tomko wobbling, uh, wobbling though, and decide to capitalize on it. Zane nails Tomko with a super kick, and Dolph hits Tomko with a shot with a zigzag, uh, sending the big man into the mat. Kevin Owens grabs Shelton Benjamin and hits him with a. With F an F sync, F sync, yeah, F -sync. It's, it's an F5, but he calls okay. it the F sync. He also calls it deep sea diverticulitis. So, whichever one you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick Foley locks in the mandible claw on Tyson Tomko, but Tomko is able to overpower Foley and hits him with a tombstone pile drop. Terry Funk nails Tomko with a moonsault plancha off the top rope. Uh, Funk grabs the black the black drawstring bag and pours the thumbtacks all over the ring. Terry Funk goes for a pile driver, uh, but Billy Gunn stops him and hits Funk with a gunslinger. Kevin Owens grabs Mick Foley, dragging him over to the pile of thumbtacks, thumbtacks, hitting Foley with a package pile driver onto the pile of thumbtacks. Tomko hits Sami Zayn with a with a clothesline, then picks Benjamin up for a TKO cutter. Which is basically a reverse F5 cutter. Ziggler starts laying everyone out with super kicks, finishing off with Tomko. Zane is back to his feet and climbs to the top of the structure and does a 450 splash onto Tomko. One, two, but the pin is broken up by Ken Shamrock. 
Mick Foley hits a, hits Shamrock with a double arm DDT and Foley climbs to the top of the structure and jumps off the structure for a cactus elbow onto Tomko. But Tomko moves at the last second and Foley thuds against the canvas. Uh, Shamrock grabs Foley by the ankle and locks into ankle lock. Foley is on the brink of death and is going to have to quit, but Ziggler hits Shamrock with a super kick, laying him out. JBL nails Ziggler with a clothesline from hell. Terry Funk grabs JBL and hits him with a pile driver. Uh, famous to Terry Funk from Billy Gunn, and Benjamin runs in and hits a leaping reverse STO on, onto Gunn. Uh, before he can make the pin, a stunner from Owens to Benjamin, and Sami Zayn comes in. Snap Brain Buster on Owens. One, two, three. And Team Stephanie has won the War Games, has won control of AWC. And that's the match. It's a pretty who, damn good match, if who, you ask me. Who had the pin? Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. On to Kevin know. Owens. On to Kevin Owens. Who wants to go first? You go first, Mike. So. Oh, but by the way, Stinger Splash is our intellectual property. <laughs> it's the name of the move. You're not a lot. It's, could, a, it's just a splash. Just a no, no, a splash is when they're laying on the ground. A corner splash. It's called a Stinger Splash. That's the name of the move. We're suing. You're still suing. Um, also, because you rate Sting so low, you're not allowed to use it. Um, Simone will sue over the side of a ring. <laughs> Don't even try to go at his legal team. Look, look, look. There's an, there's an extra eye in Stinger Splash. Go lawyered. Goat shit. We took TNA's lawyers, bitch. <laughs> Them lawyers working we're, overtime. We're, we're, still, we're still in court for that one. You're losing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you couldn't even get a cease and desist. <laughs> the, the the story of the control over is not original, and I get that. Um, okay. Especially in war games. Okay. Hello, uh, hello NWO. Um, I didn't hate it. I did. I I liked it. I I felt like the. I mean, the the build was pretty straightforward. There wasn't really much to it. Uh, I don't give a shit about Tyson Tomko. <laughs> Even like I don't give a shit. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a four. Thank you. Okay. Okay, so I would have rather that you didn't do the Tomko switch for Christian. I feel like having, or at least have Christian like show up and interfere in some way, not just leave the fucking building. Um, also, you said, when does Stephanie announce her team? She announced it after they were, so Bischoff had already announced his team. Um, and Stephanie goes to announce it on um, Saturday Night Supreme, and before that's she can announce it, that's the day they... before, right? The like, how much of, of a gap is between when she announces her team and when the actual pay per view happens? Because you said till, <laughs> at one point you went in the promo, you said 
wait, just wait until Sunday. We we can either we could just beat you down now instead of waiting till Sunday, which to me sounds like there's only a week, but there's not even a week because your pay per view, your your weekly shows on a Saturday, your pay per view on Sunday <laughs> tomorrow, <It's> literally tomorrow. <laughs> so you you're literally, dodge this one. <laughs> you're literally I mean, I there's no okay. build to like her team happens and then there's no like real build or interaction between the two teams it feels like it's just oh yeah it feels crammed like you just crammed it into a really tight space or i feel like you could have spread that out um more and done like more interaction between the two teams and stuff like that, like six man tags or promos and stuff like that. It's so really crammed. You want the them to interact and fight each other before they fight each other. Well, you can have them interact. You have them interact. I don't think I don't agree with the six man tag matches, but I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah that I was think six man tag matches redundant because yeah, that was just an idea. Yeah. I just it could have been. I get what you're saying. I understand what you're it saying. It just it just felt crammed in there. So I'm gonna give you. I think the overall match would have been okay. I don't like that you you took out Christian completely, um, and I got to be consistent with that. So for that, I'm going to give you a three point five. Okay. All right, I'll go next. Uh, I respect the audacity of the Tom pick, both <laughs> in the draft and here. Um, but Christian would have made this match so much better. Uh, Look, if it's however, I, I will say this. Happening. I will say this. Because uh, Damone forgot about one way Christian could have interacted with this match. Because he's literally holding money in the bank. That's now true. we don't get to see that payoff. I'm not going to... Pe- that is a good point. I'm not going to penalize you for you that. So because... Right. Because... Damn, the reason about. the reason I'm not going to penalize you is because I predicted it, and you didn't do the thing that I predicted. So if I would have, they're, they're they're waiting till after this to do the money in the bank part. I can tell. They're so what are you talking about? <laughs> there, there was oh. no world heavyweight championship match. No, I thought He's that they in were the yeah. fucking war games match. Yeah, I thought that they were mad that I had, like thought of something that they forgot about rather than that they were planning. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, no. We'll, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, but I, if I if I spoil that, I apologize. Uh, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not going to penalize it. Uh, I'll give you the Ziggler stipend and the Ziggler wins bonus. Uh, <laughs> that's Agupatori. I feel like this match is really good athletically. It has a nice blend of talent for the most part. Besides Tomko, he's just kind of fucking there. Um, <laughs> but but the other seven are great. Um, <laughs> So, do I have any complaints about the match? I'm not really butthurt we didn't get a world title match because this is better than any McFoley singles match we would have gotten. Um, I forgot that. Yeah, I forgot that. You know what? I, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this a 4.5. I like it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. I can't think of anything to bitch about. If you can't, then. Yeah. So, so wait, Foley's the face of the company for real? I didn't even think about yeah. that just Foley's now. The world champion. <laughs> world champion. He's their world champion, yeah. Sure is. Ew. That's... Uh, I, fu- I fuck with Foley, so I'm not mad about it. It's about as ashy as you can get right there. Um... You don't like McFoley? <laughs> no, I, I like McFoley. It's just kind of. I, I, I never have him as a face of my company, though. 
Um, you would never make him world champion? Okay, Vince. No, I wouldn't. Okay. He's at least a transitional champion. He, in my opinion, he can't wrestle. <laughs> he, he cannot wrestle, in my opinion. He can take he can take moves. Like he's a he's he's pretty much like, like he's a stunt dummy. Like how you guys said before Ric Flair called him a stunt dummy. That's what he is. He's a stunt dummy. I, lo- I love to wrong. watch it. I love to watch it, but you love we're to gonna see be it. real. That man can't wrestle. <laughs> yeah, Flair wasn't wrong. <laughs> I think I think he's competent at wrestling. I disagree. He's not amazing, but if, man, if my Sandman Shane McMahon match gets low ratings, I give you a five. I'm looking at Keith on this one. I know you gave me the low rating. <laughs> I'm not gonna do you dirty because of that. Just know I'm thinking about it. I'm still a little hurt by that. That's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'm gonna say. Right. I love how we all have matches where like fuck you for this one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what well, mine was the Alexa Bliss AJ Lee match. That's the one I'm still pissed off about. Walter versus uh, Shinsuke. I'm so mad. I'm, I'm going to be mad about that crucifix match for life. <laughs> Die mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, ah, tough my rating. Um, I I really don't see any negatives for this for real, for real. Besides Tomko. <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> Come I on, can't, I, can't, I can't do you dirty. Storyline wise, it was a good, it was a good move. No, obviously, yeah, like I, I get it. That's why I'm not penalizing you for it. I mean, he was the fifth round pick. It'd be, in the draft. It'd be different. It would be different if we were like, you know what, Ric Flair versus Tyson Tomko for the world title, going 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a fucking just... eight, eight man war games. Tomko carries ten man. No, it's ten man. And he was the last one in. Yeah, and he had to do nothing. Oh, I was if he was the last one. I'm like, who's, who's number 10? And he comes out. I'm like, ew. <laughs> he, he was number nine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know yeah. who they are, though, beforehand. So, I mean, well, yeah. No, no, it's just. Uh... Also, um, I already took it off for that. But like Mike said, the two general managers who fight for control is a. Um, it's I'm not, not going to penalize for it, but. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, we've had we've had repeat storylines like it just it happens. You know, you're gonna come across that like. Well, yeah. 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 Just, Unless somebody gets like raped on air or something, like we have to see something John. new. Like <laughs> it has to be something crazy. And I feel yeah. like Kane has done that. Already. Me and Kenny have been running yeah. that storyline. Kane didn't do it. Triple H did it. Well, oh, right. Never mind. The crucifixion got repeated. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But that's what also John and Kenny. We've been. We've been subtly hinting at the the divide between Stephanie and Eric since pay per view one. Yeah, we you guys just, fuck- you guys went fucking pedal to the metal. And I, I told you that wish- after that match, after yeah. that pay per view, like, hey, I'm yeah. doing this still. I wish that y'all had actually been more blatant about it. Okay, that's fair. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, back, back to my rating. Have no, that story with your channel. It's just hard to do it and make it so blatant without it being repetitive. Especially with it so far out. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Kenny. Well, the build up to this show it should have really gotten like ramped up. It did. It was in four or five of the storylines. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, said, I, I gave you guys a four. Um, it was a few go. things in in match that like little little nitpicky stuff in match, but other than that, nothing too crazy. Like so that's why I gave you a four. Okay. So everybody's rated. <laughs> No, uh, Mike has to write. I heard oh, Mike rated first. What'd you rate? Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, what was it? I didn't hear I it. Thought, I thought it was a four. It was. You're right. Yep. Okay. So I had a four. All Mike right, had a four. I'm just a dick today, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> so is that everything? Is that everyone? Nope. Is nope. That every- Hold on. Wait. Go ahead, Mike. Just run through the end of the show. Wait a minute. Sorry. It's fucking almost one o'clock. Can we please? Three more matches. Three more matches. Three more. Yeah, matches. we got three more. I told you six scheduled matches. 
But wait, there's more. So after the match, as Zayn and Team Stephanie celebrate their victory over Team Bischoff, Tomko nails Zayn with a steel chair to the head. Then he hits Ziggler with a big boot, sending him crashing to the outside of the ring. Tomko chokeslams Shelton Benjamin out of the ring. Terry Funk attacks Tomko, but Tomko takes his head off with a lariat. Uh, Tomko grabs a chair again, and his eyes are set on McFoley, lying on and recovering on the mat. Stephanie McMahon tries to get between Tomko and Foley, ordering Tomko to drop the chair and leave the ring, but Tomko grabs Stephanie by the hair and tosses her uh, through the ropes down to the ringside area. Jesus. Yeah. Like, get super the fuck game. out of here, bitch. Sounds on brand. <laughs> That's like fucking Super Saiyan Tomko. He's like, <laughs> he's leading the insurrection now. His, 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 his goatee turned blonde for this moment, by the way. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> he's, he's wearing a red hat. And his, tattoos, his tattoos are glowing, too. That's disgusting. He looks like fucking the Avatar right now. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, he's in the Avatar state. Tomko unleashes on Foley with the chair as Christian Cage's music hits. Christian sprints to the ring with his Money in the Bank briefcase in hand. He hands the briefcase to the referee and cashes in. Christian immediately climbs to the top rope and hits Foley with a diving dropkick as Foley tries to stumble to his feet. Christian bounces back to his feet and posts up in the corner and screams, for Foley, screams at Foley, telling him to stand up. Foley again stumbles to his feet and is met with a spear from Christian. Uh, Christian picks up his, the lifeless heap of McFoley's body uh, off the canvas and goes for the unprettier, but Foley is able to reverse it and locks in a mandible claw. Christian stumbles backwards and falls into the ropes, forcing Foley to break the hold um, before the five count of the referee. Christian Cage is heap, is heaped up on the hops up on the ropes as Foley runs to the opponent's side of the ring. Uh, he rebounds off the ropes and hits Cage with a cactus clothesline, sending both men into the second ring. Foley again bite, goes to bite at his forehead, causing Christian to bleed, uh, and then lays in several stiff punches to the open wound. Foley grabs Christian and hits him with a double-arm DDT, and Foley covers Christian, but Cage kicks out at the last possible second, and Mick Foley starts to unload on Christian, uh, with rights and lefts, and finally stands up. Foley is, is a complete lunatic unhinged right now and frantically looks around the ring when he sees the war game structure hanging halfway above the ring. Foley climbs to the top of the ropes, grabs, uh, grabs hold of the war game structure, and climbs up about halfway before doing a one-hand finger gun, bang, bang, and jumping off the cage for a cactus elbow. Christian rolls over right at the last second, and Foley crashes to the canvas. Christian picks up Foley and hits an unprettier for the pin and the win. Tomko and Eric Bischoff enter the ring and present the title to a bloody Christian cage. Bischoff is handed a microphone as Stephanie is shown distraught on the stage. Uh, Bischoff yells out to Stephanie, Stephanie, you may have control of the company, but I have your champion. And the three celebrate in the ring as... Takeover goes off the air. Wait, say that last line one more time. Like the actual line he said. He says, "Stephanie, you may have you may have control of the company, but I have your champion." So, like he's in, they're in cahoots together. 
Uh, we rate, we rate in this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In the match. Okay. So I don't, I don't love McFoley going up to the hanging structure and jumping off. The logistics just aren't there as much as I appreciate the ambition. I okay, do so appreciate the ambition. I have, what do you mean? I have something, yeah, the logistics are there because it's not like it's completely up there. It's only like why less, is it like halfway? It's like they stopped barely it when above. Tomko started. They stopped it when Tomko started killing everybody. Yeah, they that's... do that stuff with. They do it with steel cages and hell in the cells. Whenever there's a post, they just leave it halfway. Yes, if OSHA done, shows yeah. up and they're moving that while he while stuff's going on, they're gonna get fined. <laughs> but. Yes, it's it's only it's literally just above the ropes, like maybe. Yeah. How the motherfuckers get in? What? What do you mean? What do you mean? They're not that tall. They're not. They're (laughs) not twelve feet tall. (laughs) I don't understand. They went through the ropes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is about as this is like when you said that Bam Bam Bigelow couldn't get hit with the tarantula, but Rikishi's been hit with it. So like, I'm I'm so confused. <laughs> Sorry, I just don't recall ever seeing like a structure halfway hanging. They do do it's. I'll That's say this: it's not happening. super common. You're right, but it does happen. Okay. So that that's kind of fucking weird. So you you got me on the logistics. It's possible. I still don't <laughs> love it. Um, they did it during Steve Austin versus Mankind, I think, during a Hell in a Cell. But I do appreciate the ambition. So I'll give you that. Um. I did call the Money in the Bank, so I'm sorry for spoiling it for everybody else. But because I predicted it, it's a little bit less. I can't hate on it. Is it, or I'll... does it make you really smart? Hmm. Don't. Nice. nice it's all a platter for them. Try to get his coin. I don't, I don't, I don't know. The motherfucker trying to figure out how they get in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the way I was picturing it was like it just sitting right above the rope, and a motherfucker tries to get in the ring and like run off the rope no, as he no, bonks no. his it's head. Like, it's <laughs> like five feet above the top rope. Okay, I thought it was like sitting like right above the top rope. Motherfuckers are bonking their head, running off it or something. <laughs> what the no, fuck? No, yeah, is yeah, because he has to climb the top rope, game. and he, he reaches up and pulls and starts climbing up that way. Yeah. Uh, so how do I want to rate this? Because you know. One, I was the only one who predicted it, so it wasn't too predictable, but I'm a smart mark, so... Uh, You're not a do mark. I'm going to give this a... I like the improvement in champions, so I'm going to give it a 3.75. Okay. okay. So uh, this elbow question. blew up, by the way. Just to yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, why like did three elbows? Why did Tomko not go to the Avatar State during the fucking match? He wasn't <laughs> actually in the Avatar State. I, I know. I am aware. I'm just saying. Why did he go crazy during the? He went Ultra Instinct. He just went crazy <laughs> at a stupid ass time. Right. They could have had the company and the championship. You get so you get five you get five dollars from me. You went eight gates, Tom. Go. Yeah, how many dollars? So you get five from me. You went eight gates, Tom. Go. But he, I mean, it was a sneak attack, so that like plays into it. It's the same thing with the Becky Becky versus uh, Bianca yeah. argument, where Which I she beat her in twenty six seconds, but then they had a whole whole ass match later. It's a sneak attack, and he had a fucking steel chair. And okay. they just got done with like a hellacious match, like okay. But in playing that, 
Mick Foley got in too much offense. Like, okay, I feel like you should have just had Christian come out, be evil, get in the ring, ring the bell immediately, unprettier. Ah. What, I what, agree what, with you in that philosophy. I feel like there should there should be a false false hope that the the champion's not going to lose or yeah, is going to w- retain his title. I think that has to be there for a good cash in. Especially for I, a character I, like Mick Foley, who's built off toughness. I strongly disagree with that idea. Did Dolph, otherwise, was it there a matter. false finish in the Dolph one? Yes. 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 In fact, he few. almost lost. I can't, like I can't he really, really almost lost. Yeah, like that. Yes. Okay. It was a but match. I, I, <laughs> like a whole match. Um. Outside of that, I don't really have a lot of complaints. I, I, I'm gonna give you a four. Bet. I'm also going four. Bet. Actually, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a quarter off because the last thing we saw was Tyson Tomko, and that's disgusting. (laughs) That's not the last thing. The last thing you saw was Christian Christian Cage's bloody body holding up the title. Is that everybody? And Tyson Tomko was near him. <laughs> he wasn't in frame. He was in the second he was, ring. He was still in the Avatar state. <laughs> no, I was just messing up, messing with you. He still kept up high for me. Thank you. Me. Did John vote? Bro, yeah, bro? I gave it a three seven five. Oh, that's right. And Mike gave it a five. Mike gave it a four. I gave it a right? four. Oh, okay. Okay. Remember when Mike said he was going to give us a five on the end zone cast match? Yep. Every farm remembers. The mic has no memory of this. <laughs> nope. Um, all right. Dorks. So that's book it for this week. Um, I can't do this. Can't. Plug. Okay, I'll, I got it. Um, now we're going to do plugs. <laughs> Kenny, you go first. Um, go to the Bad Guys Spoken Podcast on YouTube. Check out the raunchy show that we have. Um. And um, check out Unbiased. What, uh, what is new... that? That's Spanish? Yeah, Horanchi. Check out Unbiased, um, the new football podcast on the Bad Guy Spoken Podcast um, channel as well. Check out um, the, the album show, um, The Jukebox, where uh, my brother Brandon, he reviews different shows. But yeah, check out all the kind of different stuff shit on there. Bad guy versus play video games and other shows where we eat food because we're fat. We got like three different food shows. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh John, you got anything? Yes. That's if a good you want if you thank you. Bill Murray is a great band. Uh, follow them. But also, uh, if you want to see me talk more shit about wrestling, uh follow little X Fudge on Twitter, and you will see me mostly call Brock Lesnar a bum. <laughs> Well, Mass Brock Lesnar. Uh, Travi. Uh, follow me on all social media at I am Travi Key. That's at I A M T R A V V Y T on Twitter, Instagram, and the Tick of Talk. Mike, you got any plugs? I go last. <laughs> I'm gonna let Keith through that part. I go last. Oh, right. Keith's here. So, uh, you can find me on TikTok. Um, <laughs> High five, Mike. Find me on Twitter. High five underscore Mike. Mike said, Mike said, uh, that doesn't work for me, brother. I go in last. I don't go in at all. Well, no, like, you, you, I've been I like doing it. Mike. I like you, Mike. I've been doing it, and then I forgot that Keith is That's his present job. here. Yeah. Um, I, you can be tweet. I be tweeting. I be TikToking. So follow me on both at Dumb Money, D A M O N E Y T. So the letter T, the number one, the number three. So the money T13. 
I be tweeting and TikTok, and y'all already know the rest. Uh, Keith. Oh, me? Yes. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Late Night Keefy K on Twitter. I'm about to change my name to I Am Keefy K, though, because that seems like it has, has a really good ring. <laughs> uh, or you can follow Book It at Book It T13. You can also go over to T13media.com where you can find all of the T13 media shows, including Bad Guys Spoken, Primetime with Travi T, Debatable, and Book It, a wrestling podcast, along with other shows that we've had on before. While you're there, make sure to stop off at the store where we have everything that your favorite Book It uh, fan could ever want mugs, cups, pajamas. I think we have baby um, onesies, um, aprons. It's getting cold. You better get a hoodie. You know, fellas, it's fall season. That means all those girls are going to be stealing your hoodies. You better go get you a bucket uh, hoodie. Get a late night Keefy tea, a primetime Travi tea. tea. (laughs) Uh, All this you can find. We broke this bed. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, they're wrestling fans. They don't have girls. (laughs) <laughs> there, true. Uh, that said, to do. head on over to organicloven.com. You can find yourself some very, very nice uh, self pleasure uh, items. <laughs> Use promo code T13 to get 10% off. Uh, all that, share, like, talk to us on Twitter, talk to us on TikTok. Talk to us because we might talk back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's been this week's episode of Book It. Bye. See you.